I hear sirens. <laughs> hey, right everybody. We, uh, we here. It's time to start the Vibrant. I had a cool, like, clever way to introduce it. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, welcome, Vibe Tribe, to another episode of Vibrant. And I forgot, but then I remembered. So what's up, Beth? Good to see you. Yeah, amazing to see you, Chance. I love your hat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Do you I have mean, like a whole collection? I think I've seen you with a bunch of different ones. Uh, I just decided to put the hat game on like point lately. <laughs> 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 I was wearing the same two all the time, but I I found even a more wild uh, cat hat <laughs> so I can be the cat in a hat besides nice. this one. But I'm saving that for the stream that follows this. I guess I'm going to do back-to-back streams. I will get to that, but hey. Nice. Welcome nice. everybody in the stream. Rainbows and butterflies, Israel Adams, dragonflies, uh, pa Plasso, Platus. Patrick is here. Welcome. Cool. Mm. Kat, CP, I know you. Mm. And Evan, good to see you all. Hey, Evan. Um, on the Rockfin side, we got Nyakis, Cool Beans. Mm, so, Michelle, yay. There's a lot of people here. This is fun. And Mortal Excellent. Pilot. Excellent. I managed to get the word out. Yes, thanks for that. And you had the good, you had the good buzzwords in there. <laughs> Law, liberty, Jesus, all that good stuff. And I and I got my friggin' cap, my friggin' yeah. Capricorn. I'm reading your archetype, by the way. That um, the 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 animal prints are always a sign of a romantic. <laughs> that that does probably fit me. <laughs> I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. I'm a man. I'm a lover. I love love. It's true. <laughs> How nice. Yeah, so I, I was catching up on some of your work today and it was fun. Is there anything that you're excited about or want to tell us about since we're, you know, warming up this this excellent, excellent hangout? Welcome, Gabriel, Slick Dissident. I bet we'll have you call in later. <laughs> Right, where there's a call-in show. Awesome, I forgot to tell people that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, never a dull moment over here, I tell you. Um, the excitement for the day was I had a friend bring me over. As you can see, I got a little bit of the plague. And uh, a friend, I, I, I can't really go Goodies. shopping. Yeah, I know. I can't really go shopping when I have the plague. And because uh, they'll run me to town. I actually got brave after. And so she brought me a bunch of veggies and we made a green juice. And instantly my energy just like shot up with this green juice. It was so good. Not to mention the beautiful company. So thanks for that. And then uh, I went into the store anyway. I just figured like, screw it. If somebody hears me sneeze or, or blow my nose or something, we'll just, we'll just deal with it. And I actually did. Uh, I went into the product section and for some reason they love me there. I don't know what that is. I buy a lot of cilantro, you know, whatever. And they're so kind to me and they never say, where's your face muzzle? And we got talking. It was very beautiful. And there was some God bless yous. And then a woman came around the corner. She was just about to come through. She saw me and she lurched back her and her and her cart. She just lurched back. And then I caught her eye and gave her a, a stare, which I normally don't do. You know, I try to stay really, really uh, compassionate in that. But I gave her a stare. Next thing you know, I see her on on the phone, maybe turning me into the um, the convid cops. Oh, which right. is, they have actual mm -hmm. like a booties hotline where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And unfortunately, it won't get me in trouble. I, I hightailed it out of there. I, I just checked out and, and left. It's the store that they'll get in trouble. But uh, hopefully they have no proof at that stage when I'm not there anymore. And That's just wild. Like, I forget. I, I heard you mention this in, today how like you have friends in the U.S. who this is basically all over. 
for them. And yeah, I'm one of those friends. We do not play stupid games and win stupid prizes here. You have like maybe some young woke, young woke folk <laughs> that wear the muzzle or the diaper, whatever you want to call it. And that's mm -hmm. fine to each their own, but there's right. no rules about it. No mandates, no enforcement. We just do what we feel is right. And uh, nobody seems that scared of cooties. Although my mom, my mom, even though she knows better today, she was like avoiding people. And I asked her why she almost didn't give me a hug. And I was like, what, what's up? And she said, cause she was exposed to somebody who had the super coof. And I had to, I gave her a gentle <laughs> chastisement, you know, just like a little, like you think that your germs are going to harm me. <laughs> I don't think so. Your germs made me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I keep using your scariant, by the way, and uh, people love that. They think that's great. I got to give cre uh, credit. A lot of my jokes I steal. There uh, you go. At least related to like topical political cooties shit. Right. Uh, cooties is my thing. I, I keep that one. But I mean, I technically heard that on the playground when I was a little kid. But I steal a lot <laughs> of my jokes from James Evan Pilato of Media Monarchy. That guy mm. is hilarious. Really fun. If you are at all interested in <laughs> in kind of hearing about current events, but you want to make it at least laugh worthy, that's the way to go. Media Monarchy. He does a five days a week stream. That guy's a badass. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Irma God, Irma Kron. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there you go. Moronic. They're just laughing at us. Yeah, so I shared it in the, the chats that we've got a call-in line for the, whatchamacallit, Vibrant. That's this show. <laughs> and there were already actually some shares in the call-in line before we started. Because I think because I labeled this show Friggian Cap, or I put that in there. Because this is a symbol of the secret societies, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll probably pull like some text to, to quote about it just for fun. But this is uh, interesting because it's on. Um, let me start my screen share. So Satan Claus is not far off then. No, it's, it's really not. Mm. <laughs> it's really not. Uh, so this is the seal of the United States Senate. Got the fascies down there below the symbol of fascism. And then the Papa Smurf cap up top. It, it, you really... Yeah, I mean, you're right. This is the Senate logo. Then Satan can't be far away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, I, I never put those together, the, the fasci and the fascist. Wow. Yep. That's a, from ancient Rome and all the way up to now, they've been doing the same thing with their symbolism. It's because evil is not creative. So Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hmm. They can't do anything new, which we can do every day, all day long. You know, and the reason I say that's Papa Smurf there is because we actually have forensic evidence in the uh, <laughs> that it's literally Papa Smurf in the call in line. Alan, our illustrious scribe, Alan Marcus, he has actually proven this by doing some Photoshop reconnaissance. And let me pull this back up. Yeah, as you can see, he, he got into this document and checked out the layers of the, the United States seal of the Senate. And there's Papa Smurf right there. <laughs> wow that's good uh graphic sleuthing right there <laughs> that's a pretty good joke Alan. <laughs> thank, thank you for this i love that yeah 
But you know what? There's actually the Smurfs are interesting because if you study the symbolism in the Smurfs and it connects back to all kinds of like Templar stuff. Uh, there's a old episode of RX only picture show with the guy who created the Dismurphy code, he calls it where he looks at the Smurfs and sleuths all the way back to like, yeah, uh, Templar mysteries, John the Baptist heresies, pretty cool stuff. Secret Smurf society says Evan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I grew up on those Smurfs. I had no idea what I was being indoctrinated with. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's weird i mean there's there's only one female and they they created her or something she was created by gargamel the evil wizard the really weird stuff very um very like uh bad gnostic <laughs> like ugly gnostic ugly gnostic exactly speaking of i shouldn't say ugly gnostic poor thing i, I have a cat that uh, immediately needs to go out as soon as i get myself set up can you oh. give me one second and i'll yeah. just go and relieve no, him I'll of his uh, excellent yeah excellent. i'm gonna find the dismurphy code and share it in the chat because this is actually quite an amazing an amazing presentation you did you didn't know what the smurfs were really about until you see this i actually tried to get a hold of the guy who made this but it's from years ago uh dismurphy code now linked in the chat, it's this YouTube link you see here. Boom. So, hey, I hope some of you will interact tonight and shoot us some questions or comments on the call in line. Gabriel says, Slick Distance says he's on the road and can't join in on the fun. What's up, dude? You always call in. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, I hope you're having a good safe travels there, buddy. I'm glad that you're getting out and doing stuff in the world. And Oh, there's actually a voice message from Alan that relates to the uh, forensic sleuthing he did. And I want to play it, but I've noticed that it's hard to hear Telegram voicemails on the live stream. But I have a solution for that where I just like run it through my audio software and up the levels on it. But it takes me just a second to do that. So I'm going to amplify this thing and it will play his one minute <laughs> call in because this is what's fun about the Telegram channel that I linked, the Vibrant call-in line, is we can actually share. You can actually call in like an old-school radio show and leave drop voicemails for us. So let Amazing. Me make sure this is loud enough. I, I don't even know if I'm in that chat. Oh, yeah. It's where the party at. Okay, so I got to reshare my screen so the audio is on. I'm playing producer but I'm and host at the same time, but I'm feeling very quick about it. So. Oh, there it is. You posted on my channel. Perfect. Yeah, so here's uh, the quick minute from Alan. Let's play it here. Oops. You saw my DMs. Hey, Chance. Hey, Beth. Hope you're doing well. It's awfully busy around these parts for me. So I might not be here live. But I have to say, I may have discovered a hidden smurf in the United States Senate seal art thing. Look closely and you might see a hidden Smurf under the Phrygian cap. Phrygian? Who Phrygian knows, man? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us. And solstice to see you all in the new year, or even sooner. 
Thanks Art for that, Alan. Vibrant. What happens on the Weaving Spiders Welcome channel after Vibrant? There's an art flow. Maybe we'll see you there. Thanks again, everyone. I'm glad Alan mentioned that because he's right. After Vibrant, we have a new tradition where we get together for what we call the flow state. And we hang out. We, uh, get, we get a lot of people on a Zoom call and we play. We, uh, we talk to each other. We play around with art. We have our art shown on, on our cameras. So some of us are drawing, some are sculpting, you know, some are crafting jewelry, whatever the fun thing we like to do is. And then we take turns reading from interesting books or information. And then we discuss the information. So we're like, we're, we're stimulating the left and the right brain at the same time with the activity and the, <laughs> I'm Papa Smurf, Glenn J. I just saw this. I obviously, obviously I'm Papa Smurf. That's <laughs> red, right? Hey, Glenn J. Nice to see you. Yeah. It's good to see you, Glenn. Yeah. So vibe. Uh, but the thing is, usually we do that on weaving spiders. Welcome this flow state after, after vibrants. And it's really fun. Love to see people come join in. The zoom call is open. So lots of people could join or you can just hang out in the live chat, watch what we're making listen to our discussion because it's always very interesting discussion like as good as any podcast but then we're also hopefully sharing the inspiration for our artistic creations would love to see people there but we're doing it on my channel because the normal host jim he's busy tonight with family stuff which is understandable due to the time of year so we're gonna do it here so basically right after this is over i'll kick that off after i you know maybe like go to the bathroom <laughs> It's going to be a busy night for me. I should have more caffeine. Fantastic. Are you a night owl, Chance? I, I never know because sometimes I see you up and then sometimes not. Are you are you like not committed to, be to a morning being a person owl? and a night owl? <laughs> yes, it is actually. Yeah. Okay. So that's <laughs> yeah. what I am. Not as much for me personally. I have to, I I have to do one or the other or else it's not sustainable. Yeah, see, you know what my hack is? I take nude naps in the sunshine in the ah, middle of the afternoon oh that'll do it yeah <laughs> so i try it's like 20 or 30 minutes of sleep in the middle of the afternoon under the sun will do for me what missing two hours of sleep would have done if i had tacked that on to the nighttime that's so great life hacks. yeah 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 i'm only mildly jealous you can still lie nude in the <laughs> sun there I could do anything I want. I own the place. So, you know, <laughs> I know, but if it's I warm hear enough? the neighbors come in their backyard, I maybe kind of try to like conceal myself, but whatever. It is what it is. It's just a human body. But it's warm enough or you just have that like sort of polar skin or something? Well, that's the thing is if it's cold, you actually get the cryotherapy action too. Right? Ah. So it just, I mean, I need the sunshine to at least be there. And uh, the chemtrails are gone in my region. I think the the tower busting gifting that I've been doing is making a difference because I haven't seen chemtrails hazing up the sky above my house for weeks and weeks since I, I uh, gridded the area with, I don't know, have you heard of my episodes with Mitch, the orgone donor? Yes, I've seen them, but have not actually uh, watched them. And, and yeah, I mean, it sounds like an amazing thing. Obviously you wouldn't be promoting it if it's not working. Well, yeah, I, I had seen the evidence that it was working for him in his area big time. And so have audience members that live in Arizona, but trying it out in my spot definitely seems like it's one of those things where really what's proof anyway, other than geometrical mathematical theorems, how do you really prove stuff in this universe <laughs> other than if you yeah. see it yourself? So I know it seems like it's working. 
um, definitely less. I see chemtrails like miles away outside of town beyond where I live. And I live by an airport. So you would like, there's it's just a couple miles away from me. So you'd think the, the, the whole chemtrail thing would be pretty unstoppable in this spot, but we'll see. see I'll definitely let people know if I, if, uh, if they get back, if they start smogging up my spot. Right. So you think there's still spring, but because of the Oregon, it's just not clouding over. Yes. As I, here's my understanding of it is that uh, the sky is big, right? Like really big. Way big. <laughs> big. So you can spray a lot of shit up there, but it's still going to just dissipate in a parts per billion ratio where whatever you sprayed will kind of just not be noticeable after a little bit. You know, the, it, uh, what's the word? It like becomes a solution in the rest of the air. So mm. what the, mm. what the towers are doing, from my understanding is that they create a frequency lattice, like a network or a grid of actual standing deadly orgone frequency or radiation. And what is sprayed hangs on that grid like like it's been, yeah, like it attracts to the to this frequency, right? And so that makes it just sit there and haze and like that's why you notice that it expands out and starts to spread out. And then it's just like this blanket. Well, how the hell does that work? You know, I know you can spray stuff, but when you spray stuff, shouldn't it like fall or, you know, dis dissipate in every direction? Why does it blanket out? I think that has to do with the actual like range of the signal of the towers creating a, a bubble, if you will. And the, the chemicals or whatever the spray is, is sitting on top of the bubble. And without that, whenever you neutralize the DOR, as it's called, seems like that can't happen. So it's pretty amazing. And Mitch has got videos of it. Mitch has got videos of pointing his big Kim Buster thing at chemtrails as they're coming over. And they just like fall apart in midair and they don't do the normal spreading out thing. It's pretty. Yeah. Sky fence. That's a good way to put it. Mm. Frequency fence. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Wow. I just yell at them. It doesn't work. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> yeah. Snake Jones in the house, buddy. Oh, hello, Snake. Nice to see you. Great, uh, great little video he posted on my channel today. He's going through his bookcase and there was my book and I was pretty happy. I'm going to try to get Snake to join this chat. I'm gonna mm, you, I'd love to talk to him. I, you know, he's totally. never shown his face on my channel all this time. I feel what? a little, yeah, I feel a little hurt by that <laughs> yeah snake yeah. got uh did some work with mitch and got his busters anyway buddy i dm'd mm. you on telegram if you want to jump in with us at any point now or throughout the stream would love to see you awesome likewise that guy's in all the best live chats of videos mm. it's around so good yeah you've had some good gatherings i enjoyed your one the other night Oh yeah, was that our like improv weave or was it? it yeah, yeah, it was. It was with uh, Ben Balderson and Sean uh, was there. That was so nice to see him jump on. I think Jim was there as well. I sent or Sean just in the chat the link too, so mm. we hopefully we'll see him. I specifically wanted him to pop in because you guys are friends. So mm. yeah, love that guy a lot. You don't have to put pants on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no pants, right? So we're just we can all, I don't have pants on. We don't know who has pants on and who doesn't. This is a waste <laughs> type of thing. 
Yeah. Exactly. That's why I do this. So I don't have to get dressed from the waist down. <laughs> it's a perfect job for me. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Still standing. Hello. Good to see you. Yeah. So, you know what? While we're here, this is in case people on Best Channel don't already notice what's going on. This is not like serious business. We are here to bring some levity and fun and enjoyment to everybody's life since things are so deadly serious most of the time. And we have a lot of stuff that we have to cover and get into, especially you in Kanukistan. <laughs> and we can talk about serious stuff, no doubt. But I just want everyone to know if they've got questions, we can answer them. Uh, but also, <laughs> this is all for fun. What's the most fun thing you've done recently, Beth? Oh, boy. Um, this will take me a while. Do you have some music? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the most fun? Well, I made that juice today. It was That was a scream. Like That's how I uh, have fun now. I, I got, I got um, cilantro, and I got parsley, and I had lemon and, and celery and pineapple. Um, right when you said lemon, I took a drink of this and realized it's really lemony. Like, really, it's just yeah. water with lemon juice and honey, a lot of lemon. Like, right <laughs> when you said lemon, I was like, ooh, lemon. <laughs> Pucker you up. Yeah, it's easy to overdo that, uh, that sour taste. You got to balance all those tastes. That's what I learned in India is that the, the most beautiful food has a balance of all five major tastes, including umami. That's the secret. Umami, what's that? It's the secret flavor that people don't really know about. I have to look up the definition. In Indian food? In just food. Ooh, I'm oh, sure Indian oh, okay. food has it. Because you got what? Umami? I don't know how it's spelled. You got you got salt, you got sour, you got Oh yeah, it's uh, one bitter. of the five basics. It's savoriness. Is savoriness? Umami. Okay. In in India, that wouldn't be one of the one of the ones. They got they got salt, sour, um, bitter, sweet, and um, astringent. Lemon is alkaline when inside the body. Yeah. That's a I, lie. I don't know. Is it a lie? It's a total I, lie. It's a total lie. It's a psyop. It's a psyop. It's a complete psyop. I'm sorry, CP, but it's a lie. You got to, you got to, because uh, it's one of the ways they talk us out of our own senses, right? When you put that lemon on your tongue and somebody says, is that acidic or, or not? You know what it is. It's it's acidic, and uh, they 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 use an ash test to so called prove that that the um, this is serious. I hope you don't mind, chance. But uh, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> where anything goes, you know. <laughs> uh, so they use an ash test that is a, a faulty test to measure pH. No wonder it comes up with something that doesn't actually make any sense to our senses. And then the promotion of an alkaline diet, which seems like it's um, a new, and there's lots of good um, intellectual ideas about it. But when, and I, I just talked about this on my on my podcast today, because someone always says, alkaline diet, alkaline diet. And uh, so when I had cancer, and I brought that to my naturopath in Vancouver, when I moved there to work with him, uh, he said, do you know how many of my patients die on the alkaline diet? And I'm like, oh, Okay. And he pointed out how the pH of the body is infinitely more intricate, more complicated than a simple, you know, test of your saliva and test of your blood to be slightly uh, alkaline. It's like, no, no, your stomach is made of acid and it needs to be full of acid. We need acid. Protein is acid. Fat is acid. 
if you if you alkalize your stomach, your digestion is going to die. And that's your first line of disease defense is yeah. digestion. That makes right? sense. It's a complicated alchemical balance. Right. A constant shifting. And you, you could measure one part of your body one time and five minutes later, it's not like that. That's the same with blood pressure. It, you know, it'll go up and down all day long for different reasons. And, uh, and then people end up on medication for, n for no reason at all, just because it spiked when they were taking their blood pressure and they're scared, <laughs> right? Everybody's scared when you're getting tested. Zoka says no notification. Uh, you know what? I was complaining about that. When I went, when you were going to go live today, I was like, I never get notifications for Beth. And I swear that the phone heard me and it was like, bitch, I'm giving you a notification. So I actually got one today. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, but good. in case anyone's curious about hanging out on Wednesdays, we do this every Wednesday at eight. So the notification issue can kind of be resolved if you just know that it's eight central. Obviously, uh, if it's not 830 right now where you're at, then you know the difference. But you know what? Another what was fun to go back to the question of something fun that you've done recently mm. was you sang the twelve days of Christmas today on the mm. on the stream. And I still have it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do the full rendition. I think I'll, I'll be doing a full rendition soon. But uh, this is this is like secret knowledge right here. Talk that, about this. Talk about this with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So my my very good friend who um, would be ninety two years old, but they got her with those damn jabs. Uh, damn. She, yeah, I know. Last year I took her out for Christmas. We couldn't go anywhere and be anywhere together. She wasn't allowed to have anyone in her home. Uh, she was completely quarantined, but I could break her out. She had a bucket. Like if you wanted to bring her stuff, she had to pull a bucket up to, from her balcony to, to get stuff, but I could take her out. And so we went through a drive-through to get a, a hot chocolate and we went and parked the car by the river and gave each other little Christmas presents. And then she pulled out this card, this beautiful card. And uh, it was the 12 days of Christmas. And for me, I always knew this song that was just like whimsical and made no sense, right? 12 ladies dancing and drummers drum drumming and all this, it just makes no sense. It's you count to 12 and you're done. And uh, so it turns out that every single one of these 12 days of Christmas has a symbolic meaning and the reason that it got embedded in this song was so that they could hide the knowledge that they could no longer um, openly speak about or certainly not preach about in the uh, in the public eye because the Christians were being persecuted for it. Right. This is where I come from. My my ancestors were were massacred for being Christians, and uh, you know my great grandfather went to jail for preaching the gospel as a school teacher. And uh, thank you, Slick Dissident. I appreciate that you were there. That's awesome. And and so it has a very sacred, beautiful meaning. We sat in the car and uh, she walked me through the meaning of each of the individual ones, which I'm happy to do if you want to, if you want to know the, the meanings of them. I got I don't it right. Know. I'm curious. Right on. I actually, <laughs> yeah. so I said I caught your stream, but I was sort of like, that was also when I was doing my nude son siesta. So <laughs> I, I like kind of fell out of it. <laughs> I passed out for a minute. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so um, Stig Jones knows about it. We talk about sunning your testes all the time. It's a great way to get testosterone, which right because the sun is masculine. No, pardon me. The sun is uh, actually feminine, so you guys need that stuff. According to Ben's cosmology, and it fits. It does fit with that. I'm interested. 
it's a much better fit, you know, now that I see the world through those eyes. And of course, why are, are women and their, their cycles totally synced with the moon? Of course, because it's masculine energy, not feminine energy, right? I think that makes a lot of sense. Me and Ben have had some amazing cosmology chats with uh, combining our perspectives and coming to some big, big realizations. Love that guy. No doubt. Shout out Ben. Maybe yeah. you call in too. I'll send him a Facebook message. Yeah, he was supposed to be on my show tomorrow, but I have to I have to postpone because things went haywire today. But um, yeah, so with the 12 days of Christmas on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. And that is the uh, Jesus who died on a tree. That's the symbol with that. Is, is meaning. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves. And unless you want me to sing the whole thing over, and it'll take a really long time. I'll just go, I'll just go for the individual lines. That's the Old and the New Testament, which I think a lot about these days because they are like night and day, which is not, not surprising. And uh, unlike, I think, most Christians, I do believe that the God of the Old Testament was not God at all that they replaced, and maybe not in every single case, and I, I haven't gone through with a fine-tooth comb um, and, and uh, read the whole thing recently. I did as a child. But there's so much satanic ritual in the Old Testament, the blood sacrifice, the need for circumcision, all of this stuff that's horrific. That uh, This is something I don't I don't see as godly at all. This is, this is uh, satanic in my eyes. Oh, I actually have been looking into the possibility that the Old Testament is referring to events that happened in the Middle Ages, not even in BC times. And a lot of other symbolism that refers to some very nasty uh entity being the <laughs> the Yahweh character, not not the it's not the Jehovah self-evident self-existing life force energy spirit breath of creation eternal Tao entity that we're talking about in actual Christianity. It's a, uh, you know, <laughs> the real, the real God of the cosmos is not sending his children to be like, you're the chosen one and go kill these other ones for sure. Like That's not a thing. I also heard that they um, might've swapped out the word King for Lord. So when they're talking about a tyrannical King who was enacting violence on the people, then all of a sudden it's Lord and, and, you know, vengeance is mine. Even I know, I know that uh, there's, there's, there's still wisdom in that. The, the alternative is that you say vengeance is mine and then you become a perpetrator. And I think that's definitely not uh, any good for us at all. Yeah. And Lord in Sumerian is Baal, B-A-A-L. That's the word for it. There you go. That's so, yeah. dark yeah. Lord, death cult. Yeah. 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 You know what I've been telling people though, just to kind of like bring some holiday cheer. The great thing about death cults, like the one we're facing right now, is they die. Mm -hmm. Just gotta outlive them. The Ouroboros, right? They eventually, just... they take the Kool Aid. Eventually, their own Kool Aid. They slaughter their own people. And then it's like, who's left? The ones who didn't fall for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that snake is eating its own tail, and uh, it's not long for the world for sure. And chance froze a little bit. There you go. <clears throat> we did two. We didn't get to the third one yet, right? Right. So on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens are the hope, faith, and love, the abiding gifts of the spirit. And on the fourth day, oops, the 
um, fourth day of Christmas my true love gave to me four calling birds are the four Gospels. At five golden rings. And those are, can you guess? I wouldn't have ever guessed this one, actually. I should, I should test you every time, see if you can guess it. The, uh, that's the five books of Moses. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's that Old Testament, New Testament. Yeah, little. The Gospels, five books of Moses. Yeah, yeah, a little obscure there, for me, even, even for me, or not even for me. Uh, so, and then you got the six geese laying, and that's the six days of creation. Oh, nice. I like your pom-pom. <laughs> Very good. And the six days of creation, that's nice. It was It's a good reminder for me because if I um, if I think of it as seven days of creation, like if you had just done a, a trivial pursuit and said, how many days of creation are there? I would have said seven. No, but it's six. The seventh is the day of rest, yo. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So I need to hear that one over and over again. I'm in the process of memorizing all of this so that it's not never lost knowledge for me. And uh, the uh, seven swans are swimming is the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I can test myself now and I'll see if I can memorize them. Is see that like it. basically the opposite of the deadly sins? Uh, good point. Good point. Actually, what are what are the deadly sins? Uh, pride and I know pride's in there. Anger, <clears throat> Jealousy, gluttony. anger, gluttony. You know, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All that nasty stuff. And so the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, knowledge, counsel, wisdom, piety, which is interesting, eh? Like religious, pious, That's that could have been thrown in there, actually. Um, and um, shitballs, I don't know, I can't remember. Shitballs. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, I still have it up from earlier. Uh, uh, fortitude, of course, strength. And uh, fear of the Lord. I always forget to fear the Lord because I don't. I'm not afraid of God. It's one thing that doesn't scare me. Yeah, you would fear the evil king, but not the God. And even right. the king, evil king, you wouldn't fear, but they would want you to fear them. Is why they would like put that out there. And we habitually fear that, right? So that that is that is something, and that that's the that's the point of that message. Fear not, is uh, that we're busy fearing evil when really we should be respecting God. Don't fear evil because if you fear evil, then it's all the things we already know. It gives it power, and uh, and and you you um, subjugate yourself to it. Whatever you fear, you subjugate to. So it's it's that makes uh, sense. yep. Exactly. And then you got the um, uh, seven swans. Is, I don't know if you want me to keep saying seven swans are swimming. That was, we already did that one. Okay. Uh, eight maids are milking is the eight beatitudes. Now I forgot to look those up. Do you know them off by heart? What Not those by are? heart, but I know they're from the uh, gospel of Matthew. Ah, okay. And something so about help. beauty, I have to imagine, right? Beatitudes. They taught me those in Sunday school. Hmm. There you go. I never went to oh, Sunday wow. school. I wasn't allowed to go to Sunday school because my um, my dad was kicked out of the church for not being able to pay the dues, or at least that was his story. Then my mom came along and said, no, she wouldn't let him pay the dues. So uh, here we go. Um, oh, I only got two Beatitudes out of that search. There we go. Here we go. So uh, one, yeah, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Those two, I think, are both screwed with, by the way. 
and and like blessed are the poor in spirit isn't it the opposite you want to be filled with the holy spirit right so that doesn't actually make sense to me uh blessed are the meek i believe meek i can't remember what it really means but it's not what we make it out to be like all you know uh mild and not not outspoken uh blessed says <laughs> kind of funny it's from the latin word mucus <laughs> and it's related to the hebrew word for melt actually mm, amazing and you know what mucus is not a bad word it says um here in the webster's 1828 my go-to for dictionaries oh, yeah i got mine over there thanks this to comes you. from matthew 5 5 like you said uh in the webster's 1828 is cool because a lot of the examples they give for word definitions are actually they give the biblical verses for the example like the sen example sentence anyway it's mild of temper soft gentle not easily provoked or irritated yielding given to forbearance under injuries or humble in an evangelical sense submissive to the divine will not proud self-sufficient or refractory not peevish and apt to complain of divine dispensations hmm hmm I, I like some of it and I don't know if I like all of the definition. <laughs> I think it's okay to be proud of yourself in some sense, but even the word proud, proud probably in this older sense is different than the way we consider it. Yeah. The way I teach it with, with pride is that, that being proud of yourself is not actually pride. That's courage. Right. Oh, yeah. It, Cause it, it says here it's proud is having inordinate self-esteem. So that's a little different than, you know, appropriate self-esteem. Right, exactly. It's uh, you know, the if you if you feel good about yourself, that's that's not an affront to God. That's that's uh, just celebrating the creation that you are of of um, as God's image, right? Like that's that takes courage to do that. And uh, people don't realize that pride can work both ways. You can have like that inordinate self uh, esteem, but you can also have very low self esteem. That's also pride. Both of them are a you know, sin, since we're talking about it in this context. <laughs> That's uh -huh. a good point. Like if you don't have uh, the appropriate self-esteem and love yourself as part of the creation as you ought to, and as you deserve, then you're disrespecting creator by that too. You're like, oh, you know, I hear people say, uh, I, I don't hear it all the time, but I've heard people say in my life, like, you know, God really fucked up when they made me. And that's just the, that's real blasphemy right there. Right. Blasphemy. Right. Good point. Yes, exactly. And we think of that as some kind of, uh, you know, like humbleness, but it's not, it's really an, an insult to the creation. So I, I like to that. say, actually, this is a what I kind of put it out there as that self equals love. So we like, when we talk about self love, the way to interpret that for me is that it's about the, I am since if you strip down all identity from a being, and all that's left is the sense of I exist, that I, that's the I am. And that's the divine spark. Every being has the exact same feeling of I am. If you just, if you, you know, disassemble all the story and the external circumstance and the individuality, individuality is good, but that self love, since the I am is pervasive and it's, you know, infinite in everything and in everything, then it's the same as calling it love because love is what everything is made out of divine love. So self-love is recognizing that <laughs> yourself is like your selfhood is a gift of love from source and it is source. 
and mm. that's our connection to source. So self equals love is uh, my, my equation. Mm. Beautiful. And if you also, love that self, then you love it in the self that's in everybody. And that's a good way to be charitable too. Mm. How nice. How nice. I also talk about uh, self love as a program and uh, it's the self love with an opposite, right? So if there, if there's an opposite self hate, the self-love is the same program. It's just a higher energy version of it that people like more. And so there is a, uh, you know, and, and, and say the New Testament says, love thy creator. And I think that's a little divergence away from it that, that, uh, that you know, the cult of self-love we get so obsessed with that we have to love ourselves, And really we're running this program of self-hate. So we, we flip and flop between those two sides of the program and never actually get off the train. Because if you love God, this is a miraculous experience every single time. You truly love God. And it's not like you do it once and you're done. It's, it's the, the moment of turning my attention on God and loving that. It's, it's the most nourishing, beautiful experience, right? So the New Testament uh, commandments, two, two very simple ones, love and you'll like the how it ends. It's it, I'm sure you know this, but you know, love your creator, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So you're all included in there. It's it's uh, it's a yeah, love I think fest. that verse is referring to the exact dynamic I'm trying to explain. Love them as yourself, and then self love in the proper like you know the correct level of self esteem would be it, it would equate to actually getting in alignment with the laws of nature, which are God's laws or natural law. Because the way you practice appropriate self-love would be take care of this gift and vessel that you were given properly with alignment and harmony to how nature works and how this body works. Beautiful. And yeah. So that's respecting and loving God too, because, you know, God wants your vessel to work well. <laughs> that's why he made all, or, you know, the force of creation made all these ways that we can synergize and be part of the larger overall creation in harmony. And it's uh, just the backwards, everything being backwards and satanic about the way that we're raised and the things we're taught getting all inverted that take, cause it's like, it's actually easy to be healthy. You just have to take off all these external artificial layers that have been offered to us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Um, what was it just going to say too, that uh, when you are, um, super low energy, say when you're not taking care of your vessel and, and you're not practiced at it. That's one thing. Like if you have, if you have a longstanding habit of, of um, loving your creator, that helps a lot, right? Most people who get into trouble with their, with their health, for example, when I was sick with cancer, <clears throat> not a lot of people could necessarily do what I did in that time, but I already had a decade of building that muscle inside me. And so when you're, when your vessel is very polluted, I mean, I'm, I'm a walking example of right now, I'm, I'm uh, detoxing or whatever you say, fighting the boogeyman. And, uh, you know, but your likelihood of remembering to love God when your energy is really low is very low. Right. So it's that by, sense, yeah. by, right. By taking care of yourself, you vibe higher and you will remember where the gold actually is. Yeah, and that has to do too with the that the light is consciousness and the life force energy is light and or electricity and the more your vessel is in integrity and can hold the light or the life force energy the more consciousness you have and the more consciousness you have the more aware you are of 
the interconnectivity and the synchronicity and harmony in all nature, which inevitably leads you to bear witness to the glory of God, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have the awareness, then yeah, everything seems separate, disjointed, you know, you feel victimized or you feel weak or powerless and disconnected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And, uh, and that's okay too, right? Like it's, uh, it's those, um, those are the humbling moments, right? Uh, you know, when, when you're, when everything's just going great and, and uh, everything's lining up and you've got the synchronicity, then you often don't stop to give anything a second thought. You're just, you're just going in your flow, but it's the, it's when you get knocked down. It's when you have to struggle. It's, you, it's when you have to um, face a challenge that you find out what you're actually made of. And that, uh, so there's a lot of value in that. That's, that's, that's definitely a trap. If people are thinking that they're going to just end up and uh, live in some state, you know, of bliss or flow or what, however you want to call it, synchronicity, all of that kind of thing. Uh, I like it personally, it's very liberating for me since we're talking about liberty, that uh, that's not the goal. That's, that's been a great thing. And then to allow for challenge, because I've had so many people in my world that the moment they get challenged is when they think, oh, this is not my beautiful flow state. This is not my beautiful purpose. This is not my beautiful. It's like, no, no, that challenge is there so that you can uh, rise to it and uh, go through the hardship, right? The hero's journey. It's all about it's all about facing the demons and the dragons. And not so you can come out perfect on the other side, so you can turn around and help other people face their demons and dragons. Yeah, and also that way there's a story. And like life can be interesting. <laughs> I love it. That's part of the gift to, I think. It would be boring otherwise, wouldn't it? Like yeah, totally I mean, boring. That's it's, I think why the whole thing happened is because otherwise we'd just be in this old undifferentiated perfection. And then that's, you know, nothing's happening. Uh, there's rhythm. You got to have rhythm for music. Mm-hmm. You got to have the ups and downs and tempo changes and the low lows and the high highs. All that is part of uh, good storytelling and, yeah, the creator is creative with his creation, thus good storyteller. Mm, yeah, best, best ever, exactly. So, do you <laughs> want to hear the last of the beatitudes, or are we, are we? Uh, oh yeah, this is good. we're going through all kinds of great lists right now. Okay, that's it. <clears throat> all right. And then the so- rest of the twelve days of Christmas, and actually, there's a fun share on the twelve days of Christmas in the call-in line. So we'll we'll get to all these things eventually. Okay, perfect. That's great. Yeah, so the Beatitudes, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. This I agree with, because if you avoid the mourning part, then then you don't get the beauty that's on the other side of that. It's right there every time, if you're truly mourning. Uh, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice. Here we go, for they shall have their fill. And I think that's awesome, because if you don't go looking for justice, it's not going to knock on your door. That's something you have to do. And uh, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Just basically what we're, we were just talking about. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And this might have been something that I uh, would have argued with even until uh, recent days when I've seen the way that things have played out and tying everything back to my ancestors, what they went through in my own childhood, and uh, now watching the persecution start to actually ramp right up, right? The front page of our 
Winnipeg Sun a little, not too long ago actually had the, who was it? Our uh, Audrey Gordon, I believe she's, I should know offhand. She is um, the health minister. No, she's not the health minister. One of those. I really should know that. I told you I'd be a bit blurry here. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you've been on fire. You know, I haven't even seen it. You look extremely sharp and clear. Where's the oh, blur? Oh, thank you. Oh, thank mm. you. And uh, yeah, so she's, you know, saying that basically it's all the unvaxxed are to blame for, for everything that's going on out there, inciting violence, right? Inciting hatred. And so this is uh, uh, a level of persecution that I, I didn't think was going to happen. Personally, I was naive. But here we go. And Snake there's Jones. Snake Jones. Hello. Hey, how beautiful. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. What's up, guys? Hey, Tate welcome specialist. to the Interverse YouTube channel for the first time. Like, we've known each other way too long for this to be the first time you came on. I haven't been on before, have I? No. I'm so busy around here all the time. It's like, I'm glad that you are. Get my butt in the seat and uh, sit down. That's awesome. Yeah, sit, sit down for a story time with Beth. Listen, it's awesome stuff. <laughs> it's good to have your face on the screen, you handsome devil. Great to see you, Snake. So good. Yeah, I want to talk to you. So uh, let's see. We were just at the eight mates milking. We got the eight beatitudes, and we got the nine ladies dancing. Nine ladies dancing. Try to get that in tune. And we got the nine fruits of the spirit. So this one, I still have yet to look up. That's if you caught my other earlier stream. So let's do it here. Galatians. I spell Galatians. G A L A T I A N S. That's my guess. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Google I think you're right. We'll know. Yeah, so it's 522 to 23. That should do it. <clears throat> the fruit of the spirit of Galatians. And, oh, I believe. Oh, it's a music download. Turn it. <laughs> Not going to work. <laughs> Well, while you're looking for that, I got to say, Snake, I met your son uh, yesterday evening on a session, and he's really cool. You got a good kid there. Mm -hmm. Not kid anymore. That's a that's a young man. Yeah, How old right, is he? Right. I, How old I'm is he now? 21. 21. He's 21, and we talked on the 21st day of December, 12, 21, 2021. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yep. Born April 6th. These are my little Aries. Yeah. Like little Aries bro for me. We did a divination session and it was awesome. Hmm. It wasn't my idea either. He asked me. He's like, really? I thought that you were like, son, <laughs> it's time that you go speak to Chance. <laughs> I thought yeah. that's how it went down. But when he asked, I was like, oh man, I was going to do the day of brightness, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, it was great because I think a lot more people are watching you, Chance, than you realize than show up on YouTube. Really? I yeah, you've been watching you for a little while. Really? That's what he told me. Yeah, if your chat's any uh, any sign as well, right? Like you're, you have just the best rock and chat of uh, Telegram as far as I'm concerned. It's the party room. <laughs> totally. Yeah, really good. All right, Galatians 5.22. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law mm. i love that that's awesome that was eight maids of milk and none of that wasn't that was the nine ladies dancing 
Ew, right? And 10 Lords of Leaping, we have the Ten Commandments. Pretty Wait, basic stuff. Yeah, go ahead. It, oh, oh, sorry. Ten Lords of Leaping. Ten Commandments. <laughs> there <laughs> that you go. One, maybe I could have guessed that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Darn, I should ask you, especially the easy ones. <laughs> yeah, give, um, me, give me the easy ones. So this is a good trick one. Get, get, uh, try to get this. Eleven pipers piping. Organ. Organ. Did you say? Like a pipe, pipe organ. Oh, organ. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> no, no organ. What's eleven in the Bible? I mean, it's this is a hard one. It is a trick one. You might not get it. I pass. I, can I uh, call a friend? Are yeah, exactly. Any? Think of what's twelve. Disciples, zodiac. Uh... Disciples. Yeah. So it's the uh, eleven faithful disciples. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I know who would oh, get that. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Judas is not included in the uh, twelve days of Christmas. And oh, oh, oh. You're, you're you're banned from Christmas, Judas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he lose. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, then and then finally, uh, twelve drummers drumming. Any any guesses there? This one I would never get myself. The planets. Wait, you said twelve. Oh, so, no, okay, this so would be, this would definitely the not be astro theology. Just so you know. I know that's what my head's at. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm this would definitely Judas, not be so astro. It's a different twelve. 12 it's another twelve. Israel. Yeah. Oh, good guess. Nope. Twelve months. The nope. year. I'm so into the astro theology right now. <laughs> I like I like the uh, anagogical interpretation where there's. I like that word anagogical. It's fun. <laughs> so this which is... means where there's several interpretations yeah. that can synergize. You know what I recently heard the most beautiful thing ever because I've had people fighting about the the Bible and Christianity around me for months now and uh, the law I didn't I didn't know it was going to happen but it uh, first of all the pandemic um, just solidified my relationship with God that I thought was already very very strong mm. like for many years already I can agree with that right no, everything fell apart it was all gone for those of us that saw what you know what it was all connected to and i saw the whole thing dissolve i didn't know how long it was going to take to dissolve but i knew it was dissolving and uh there was nothing left so when there's nothing left where do you go <laughs> to the to the one thing that cannot yeah. be lost right you can let go of everything but god um. you let go of everything and god's still there and uh, and then it was it was the study of law, which I had no idea, brought me to the Bible. And many people use the Bible yeah, for too. law in a really secular way. And uh, it's it's not a spiritual thing. It's just it's the contract, and this is the commerce that we're doing, and here's the way out according to the the contract. But it took me much deeper than that. It brought me back to the, you know, whatever the. Yeah. Not not even true meaning. I I won't even pretend to to uh, to know that. And and thankfully, I have someone in my world right now, Jackie Milne. I'll shout out to her because she's so awesome. And her take on Christianity in the Bible, because people go to war. I saw them go to war. Did they get anything out of it? No, they got conflict and they got blocked and they got hating each other. And uh, you know, even if the conversation didn't lead to some full stop in the relationships, it led to no inspiration, no like 
greater sense of uh, empowerment or beauty or connection, which to me it should bring, right? If there's no other point, then it should bring that. And, uh, and some will argue that there's no other interpret, there's only one way to interpret the Bible. And of course, it's not their way, it's, it's my way, right? And, uh, and so Jackie's take on it is that it's a potluck. This might sound trite, but to me, it's like beautiful. And when you go to a potluck, you don't necessarily want to eat everybody's food, right? You're, you're, <laughs> right? You're going to pick and choose. I pass and, the hummus up every time. I'm like, Ugh. I right. like hummus, dude. Well, hummus just see, shitty hummus. There you go. Well, it's homemade hummus. And you're, you see, we all have our own things. And maybe somebody even is going to bring a poison dish. Maybe they don't know food safety and security or yeah, uh, food or safety, a better organic. way to say it. And not organic. I know I'm a bit of a snob at potlucks that way too, because I'll bring organic food and then I mostly just want to eat my own thing. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. terror. I'm a terror at family holiday gatherings. They're just like, here, you want this? You want this? And I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> block, block. Yeah, exactly. I brought my, my own salad. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's funny. In the days when it was not popular to be vegetarian, I was vegetarian. <laughs> Nobody would bring vegetarian dishes. They would just like, oh, sorry, you can't eat anything. Oh, well, we'll just pretend Around that here, didn't happen. cheese on it all. And I can't do the dairy. What uh, passes for dairy? Lactose and then. I know. Right, right. And then in the, in now in the days when it's so popular to be vegetarian, everybody brings some vegetarian dishes. So like, I just, I didn't count back then either. So that's all right. And so drum roll, please. The uh, 12 drummers drumming are that the, the uh, excellent, the uh, 12 points of the Apostles Creed. Oh, say that again, the 12 points of the Apostles the 12 Creed? Yeah, and it, this this one I pulled up says the twelve points of belief, the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, so number one, Christians believe in God who created all things. I don't know where the source of this. I have to look up the source. Like, is are the Apostles' Creed in the Bible, or is this something created by like the Catholic Church or something? I would not be surprised if it was created by the Catholic Church. Exactly. Uh, number two, Christians believe in Jesus Christ, God's greatest gift to the world. Three, Christians believe that Jesus was born by the Holy Spirit and Mary was his mother. Christians believe Jesus was crucified by Pontius Pilate, that he died and was buried by his friends. Christians believe God raised Jesus from the dead. Christians celebrate that event every year on Easter Sunday. Christians believe, number six, Christians believe Jesus returned to God and is one with God. Number seven, Christians believe that Jesus will come again. Number eight, Christians believe in the Holy Spirit who gives life to all things. Number nine, Christians believe in the people of God. God calls all people to be saints. Number 10, Christian believes God forgives all things and encourages people to do the same. Eleven, Christians believe that death is not the end. Number 12, Christians believe that the Holy Spirit gives hope in a life everlasting. Nothing too wrong in there. Nothing jumps out at me. All good principles. Right. Pretty basic stuff. And you can twist anything, unfortunately, right? You can take you can take a good thing and and uh, twist it into something that becomes useless and justifies bad behavior or evil, outright evil. I'm just going to ask, what is the source of the 12 points of the Apostles' Creed? I'm always curious about that because the Roman Catholic Church came and messed a whole bunch of stuff up. Well, you look at that. I'm going to pull up this from the call-in line. Our friend Rachel has 
found this that her mom dug up that was from somewhere in the mid nineties of exactly what you're talking about. It's uh Hey Rachel, is that Re- Rachel Minos? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Twelve that's days awesome. of Christmas made into artwork that shows Aww. exactly what you're talking about. Oh. Yeah, so good job, Rachel's mom. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. So it's yeah, got- your uh, your sweater is admired there, Aaron. Oh, it's practical, man. This is a cheap surplus. Keeps me warm. It looks tactical as fuck. It's not. It came in fashion. It's funny how it it, it actually became fashion. It used to be just tactical. <laughs> tactical fashion. Twenty bucks. Got it on sale on a Sportsman's Guide about two years ago. Because uh, I worked outdoors, man. I'm looking for warm clothes. It's wool. So so listen to this. It, the Apostles' Creed is not in the Bible. It uh, is likely originating in the 5th century Gaul as a development of the old Roman symbol, the old Latin creed of the 4th century. So interesting, right? Some kind of It uh, seemed like a Roman thing. Actually, someone yeah. in the chat said that the Apostles' Creed for Methodists professes allegiance to the Holy Roman Church, which is kind of ironic since I thought that the <laughs> Protestant catholic thing where it's not supposed to jive but whatever yeah it'd be such an interesting history to know all the ins and outs like every everything was a breakaway my grandmother was and Rome like, in her- all that history i don't trust a, a bit of it that's why i'm like following yeah. this thread of old testament being maybe a totally different timeline and like one of the interesting points of evidence for that is that there are old maps where east and west are flipped and north and south are flipped so as we wow. know, the the Satanists, they invert everything. So it wouldn't surprise me if at one point to confuse our history, they inverted even what we considered to be oh, which yeah. direction. Uh, and so anyway, the theory postulates too that Jerusalem, Old Testament Jerusalem is actually Barcelona, Spain. And at some point I'm going to bring forward more of that evidence and information as I can, but it's a uh, it's there and it's all based on like the names of rivers and the names of mountains and places and and architecture in cities like Barcelona that parallel to the descriptions that we get from uh, Old and New Testament stories. So anyway, very interesting stuff. Very good. <clears throat> and I think it's worth probably knowing <laughs> if, if we if our history is built on a like foundation of lies. Maybe it's not practical in the here and now to know exactly what happened in history, but if we can at least have as many points on our side as we can to disassemble the mind control hex from the powers that should not be. I mean, if you don't know where you came from, it's hard to know where you're going, that's for sure. So is it is it does it have to be an inversion or is it more of a polarization? Because I mean, we are in a the hermetic principle of uh, duality. Do you think maybe they're just that's just the way they see things or are they purposefully inverting things? I see purposeful inversion going on a lot of the time, yeah. just because that seems to be the move for evil since evil is live backwards. And if it's the, uh, the, uh, you know, opposite of the creative force or the life force energy, it's the adversary or opposer to that, then it would make sense that it can't create since it's the opposite of creative. The best it can do is take what creation has and, make it as wrong as possible, which would be to put it backwards. Well, I see, I see it in a lot of things, not at all things. I know that I think about when I was back in when I was seventh grade and I got into science class and I was so excited to do science and all that stuff. And, and what I got out of it, I couldn't, I couldn't retain any of it. 
and I can look back on it now. I thought it was because I was dumb. It's because it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No of truth, so I, I know. Right? So I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how many people. How how is it people can fall for it? Because the world's full of good people, and there's just a very few bad ones. Because it's a big game of like follow the leader, and you get brownie yeah. points and put on a pedestal if you're a good memorizer and regurgitator. So this is the YouTube channel Tom Carberry, who I've been uh, looking into, who presents this evidence of uh, Old Testament stuff being. <laughs> not what we think it is and it's very 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 interesting it's a good youtube channel he's a defense lawyer is what i know about him uh so he's definitely got the the way with words and he's not making content anymore right now but yeah i i recommend other people go down the tom carberry rabbit hole with me and slick dissident so that we have more minds looking at this and finding connections because i think even if the overarching theory has inaccuracies or whatever there's enough interesting evidence there that there's some there's a there there and it's just like we need to maybe continue checking it out there's a ring of truth for sure so he's a lawyer and uh does he speak out against what's happening right now well all he's got are i assume this is maybe his way of speaking out <laughs> because he's just got about 39 videos that started around a two years ago so around the beginning of cooties and then he stopped sometime around half a year ago, and I don't know anything about him. He doesn't give personal information on the channel. It's just these research videos and PowerPoints. and Straight to the point. Yeah, straight to the point. I'm going to email him, though. His email's on here. Maybe we can talk to him. Yeah, it's one of my things. You probably heard me say that there's uh, one and a half lawyers that will speak out against these things. And uh and then, you know, one of them is Dr. Frederick Graves, who I was supposed to host today on my on my channel, right? That it's the the vast majority of them are not coming forward if they know. There was one person whose boyfriend is a is a lawyer and and uh she said that he will not risk taking that heat. Right. And uh is it a sign? So you're in the wrong profession. Yeah. <laughs> if it's too risky to tell the truth, maybe oh. a different job. Oh. No, I've been saying it like a, a robot, and I might have to take it back, but we'll see, maybe not, that, uh, you know, that bar association that they're married to is the devil, right? Like, that's that's the embodied devil right there. Bar is an is old it, name for Saturn. Is it? Is it? Wow. Yeah. There sure. you go. That's why they wear the black robes. Right. It is it's all the same. It's the same cult as the cult of the media and the cult of the medics. Even media and medic have the same roots, and it all goes back to the magi. Ooh, right. Media, medic, magi. Wow. I've there got you the, go. I, I've got paragraphs on this etymology I could go recite and we could see the links, but wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying before. to take magic out of my vocabulary actually for that reason. You know, so I'm I, cool with magic as we interpret it in a positive light, okay. uh, but not like I I'm I'm not a like ritual magic bend to the universe and sure. my will type of guy, but magic yeah. in the sense of like wow, that was magic that that happened because that's, an, you know, I can feel inspired with the words that way, but mm -hmm. it's all in the context. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Maybe we should be really precise with our words and not use words that relate to this ancient death cult. The, that's the thing. They took all the words. So that I have recent to episode I did with David Whitehead, though, we do cover this, the cult aspect of media and medical mafia pretty deeply. Excellent. David, that's on my like, list. He just I just, put out the I will new be right episode back. of Cult of the Medics and right, I got a cameo in it. I will be right back. Okay. One sec.
David's righteous. I like that guy, but he got me mad. It was not him, but he talks about some stuff that we should all be mad about. Oh yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, they're, they're fucking killing people. And actually I was talking about this in a yeah. private, a private weave <laughs> on the weaving spiders telegram where we had, we had a voice hang out. You were there for part of it. Yeah. And I was getting, I was giving my best explanation of how the hospitals are actually sacrificial mills to create disincarnate human souls that wander the earth bound to it as slaves to sorcerous entities. <laughs> I mean, it's deep. It goes deep. There's a reason why it's not like, Oh, we have a broken medical system and we just need to fix the system. It's not broken. It's by design. Thank it's you. As intended. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It needs to be abandoned completely. We can like probably start abandoned ship. Yeah, I mean, we probably get back on track with uh, just um, you know, hospitals that just mend your broken bones and stuff. But they need to. So I think what was started happening and why uh, it just need subscription whole... model for physicians. Physicians a great word. Doctor not such a great word. Yeah. There so you go. like, think about this. There used to be in places like you know, China, they had this this deal where if you had a family physician. You paid them a monthly stipend or retainer. Yep. And if your family, if grandma was not doing too well, you just didn't pay them that month. So the incentive was they got paid if everyone's healthy, as opposed to the model we have now where you they get paid when you're fucked up. It's like, duh, that's backwards. Well, I, I was listening to Cliff Holiday. And, oh, uh, yeah. Love I know. I've been listening to him for 10 years. He, uh, I was late to the Cliff High party. I started this oh, year. I knew who he was, but dude, dude is so smart. Well, he was talking about um, the future of America. It will, will be. He says America is going to be the holistic medicine capital because we're all going to abandon the system completely. And we're very smart. And when it comes out of necessity, a lot of people are already doing it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing my stuff. Everything I do is based around my health. And that would be what I'm growing in my plants or the food I'm eating. I'm learning a lot. But he was he was predicting that America will be our new economy will be on like holistic medicine and stuff like that. Probably small farms growing good organic medications and herbs and doing processing of tinctures and stuff. I think it was yeah, and it'll be based on interconnected, legitimate human relationships rather than giant corporate middlemen. It's bad, dude. It's bad. I, when I was on the Epic program, like they, they designed that program around what I was already doing and what we were doing is I would have to take an addict to the ER to get just three days in the psych ward. You know, I'd, I'd um, sign an affidavit saying they're suicidal, and some half the time I'd have to argue with them. Like we're not a we're not a detox, and they're not suicidal. They're just addicts. I'm like, they're putting fentanyl in their arms with a needle, lady. It's because they're not saying I they're want dying. to kill myself. They're killing it's, themselves. So they're that's, killing themselves. That is suicidal by definition. Mm. So that changed when um. Because guys like me and a few others are doing that so much, we got some grant money. But um, that grant money just ruined it all. It did. Everybody mis misused it, or you know, just wasn't responsible enough. But at the, for the time it did last, though, us addicts, when we were put in a mediator position, they told us we were advocates. We were not. We were mediators. And what that means is, I w I could easily communicate from the addict or my to the doctor. There was no miscommunication. I could read it. I knew they didn't have to say much. And we could fast track the process 
of assessing what would be the best treatment, what would be the best detox or what kind of recovery program that they would need. And at that point, you know, we were bringing in, um, they brought in by 2016, we had mobile morgues brought into the city because there were so many deaths. I've sat with one dead addict on the floor waiting four hours because he was the fifth one that night that died from a bad batch of fentanyl. Okay. And that's after months and months and months of working with one individual, putting them, sending them to California. That didn't work out because the homelessness is so bad there now. We had to rethink it all. But you see, no doctor needed. You just take the people who are actually, you know, make use of us, our the addicts in recovery. You know, we had a purpose. So the model of the uh, hospital started failing. Not only that, but look at cancer. People were treating their own cancer with RSO oil as a base basic. And there's a lot more other things. People were going to Tijuana to get stem cell, um, you know, and all that stuff. So they've been losing money hand over fist for a while. CV makes sense. You know, what was it? 50 grand per, per ventilator. I mean, dude, they got, that's like a hit. It's like a, they got paid to kill somebody. Now I know it's not the actual nurses and all them in particular, because it's kind of compartmentalized. And then you're being terrorized on TV, you know, somebody gets They're up. being trained. To, they've been trained from the jump. The reason they even got the job is because they were so good at following instructions, following protocol, following orders. Yeah. And that's it doesn't make thing. it excuse, but I mean, no, no, many, no, like, right. what, 15,000 hours of just kindergarten to senior year in high school? You've you When know, everybody's so. thinking the same, Some not everybody's thinking. And that's that was the great thing that I got to see was being in a position where I didn't have to follow anybody's um, – rules and they knew it so they would allow us to do what we thought was best we didn't other you know because we were effective we were effective in what we did and we were in the hospitals we were in all all the house the homes all that so if we can get back to that and we will you'll see you'll see individuals you know like recovery coaching or coaching is an amazing thing to be a mentor for somebody at a period of time you know you go to a psych psychologist today like they're going to give you some kind of pill Right off the bat, you're in there 15 minutes, walked out with a script going, what the hell just happened? Yeah. You know? Or yeah. like I heard you mention earlier, you go and you get a pH reading or something or blood pressure. And it's just at that moment, next thing you're, you're on some kind of pill that you don't need. Well, they know that. They know that, but they're like, eh, whatever. I've got 100 patients underneath me. My wife's an, an RN and she definitely wants out of there. She will be. But the hospital she's in now has been empty the entire time wow. they're, they're out of business wow we, we think it's coupled with people being afraid to go to the hospital and then the fact that there's nobody getting sick right right yeah the hospitals are actually overrun here but guess what they're overrun every single year in the dead of winter yeah right yeah, i talked about that today it just, it's, it's just it's almost like a, people a are normal some key nutrient because there's less sunshine something like that exactly and they're lined up from what I just heard, they're lined up to get tested. And our school division, maybe you heard me do this, it's all repeat, but uh, they just, they just uh, make, they didn't mandate this, but they made it opt out only for K to six kids to get tested. Opt out only. If you don't actively opt out, those kids are being tested, right? They have nothing if they don't have tests. There's no numbers. There's no cases. Even though they're numbers, guess what? It's mostly the vexed who are getting sick. It's more than 85% of the people in the last in the last stat run. I don't even know why they published that stuff. 
Well, but, I know. I think it's because it's part of the demoralization. Uh, you know, like it certainly is. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Matter. To make them hopeless. Exactly. Hopeless. Exa yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Here's the other thing. When it comes to self-diagnosed illnesses, so I'm just going to use my alcoholism as an example. I made it 10, 15 years, and it didn't matter if you called me an alcoholic or addict. What mattered is if I thought so. Some of the key elements when it comes to recovery is you don't run around saying that person's an alcoholic, that person's an addict. It doesn't mean anything. The individual themselves has to go, I'm an alcoholic, or at least investigate in it. So same thing goes with any kind of illness. People aren't, they're just, they're putting it all off on these doctors and whatnot. This stuff is understandable. You can understand a lot of a lot of this on your own. If you can't, then there's something wrong. People aren't stupid. I should be able to understand my own body, the mechanics, and the way things work. So if I have to go to a doctor for anything, it's probably it should just basically be like I don't know, brain fed a brain tumor maybe. But then yeah, I'm gonna call broken bone or broken bone. Hey, so, so I want to talk about why you're the taint specialist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it from sure. sunning? Is it from getting sunshine on your taint? Well, I get lots of sun there. Yeah. Okay. Unless so I run around a kilt. <laughs> you wear a kilt? I wish. Oh man, that'd be cool. So uh Slick made this awesome image <laughs> right here. And this was all oh, in boy. celebration of the return of the RX only picture show. So you know SB Alger or Sean Beth. Mm -hmm. He has a YouTube channel that he and him and Jim Maiden were running. For sure. That's how RX I met him. Only picture show. I was one of their very last guests. Oh, cool. Before they yeah. crashed. Yeah. Yeah. He was about to have both James True and I on at the same time. And then they, uh, they put an end to it. Yeah. No. He got his channel back though. And he got the channel back. Yeah. Excellent. That's amazing. So I'm going to link it in the chat and there's some really deep, deep stuff on their channel. I've been, what I've been able to go through. I mean, haven't had time since it's only new it's returned but uh yeah i mean a lot of stuff with tracy twyman who's been deep who was a deep researcher into the satanic underbelly of our system so this meme is basically them defeating the asshole who had commissioned youtube to take down their channel and uh snake jones is the taint specialist but i don't know if that <laughs> it's tan taint specialist so i assume that this was interpreting that you get a lot of sun where the sun don't shine for most. And yeah. that must be why you're so manly. Am I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. You know what I think of often, Beth, is that uh, our day at the waterfall. Mm, that, yeah, that was I'm amazing. I'm waving up and strip off my clothes and on my own 26 acres of land where nobody's seeing me and, uh, you know, get some sun. But when we went to the waterfall, I just... I felt very self-conscious and there was Beth being very uh, motivating, encouraging as she is. And I got out. There and <laughs> Did I just take my clothes off? <laughs> yeah. Ah, there you go. I don't even remember it. I do. Very so funny. There you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. This is yeah, fun. It's just, it's just a big fat nothing to me sometimes. You know, I, I wasn't always that way by any means. I, I was always thinking that it was going to be, uh, you know, like, I'll compromise myself, but it was being less healed from, from certain situations, Yeah, you know? And uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's just like, we're all naked under here. Every single one of us, no big how secret. God made you. I know, I know. We're just, 
we're just that. Self-worth is so important. You don't, you know, and it, it helps to be around good people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're around the right people and it's, it's like night and day. It's so important, the company that you keep. You become that, which you pay attention to. I like gutter junkies. I like being out in the dark alleyways in downtown St. Louis. Well, that is just pure heart, Snake. Like, Those are my people. Oh, my gosh. That's so, it's so rare. You know, it's so rare. We had. Uh, Snake is very, the heart. Mm, but very. Yeah. Green. <laughs> He's even wearing green. Yeah, there mm. it is. No, we had a tragic death in uh, in our community. Violent suicide, like really bad. Yeah, and, uh, Especially now. You know, I, I um, like when, see, I, cause I've done a lot of healing out here, but I became quite bitter and resentful <clears throat> when I realized everything that I really lost with, with uh, the, um, the global um, terrorist attack we called COVID. And uh, a lot, first of all, was my hope meetings, my help for opiate addict parents exist. So much hard work and it scared them. And they shut down all the meetings um, we went to Zooms and that took months because everybody didn't know how to do that. Um, and, you know, we lost that. They closed my church down. I had found Neil Kramer. I was working with him and you, Beth, and I had found a church and they closed that down, you know, and then even ultimately up to us leaving the city, which was our, me and my wife, that was our first home. It was a beautiful little home, lots of memories, but because of all this, you know, we split, mm-hmm. but but now really? you got a way better setup, I bet. Well, I mean, here, check this out. So the Christians closed their church, and God bless the Hope Moms and all them, and the groups and AA as well. They all shut down the meetings. They wouldn't let you in. We're getting stimulus checks that were coming to addicts right out of detox, and they're ODing and dying left and right. It was fucking terrible. But where do I end up? Well, I end up with some really good people, which was the Balderson family and all the crew that came around there, mm. you know. <laughs> they made a place for us. It was a simple invitation. Come check out the farm. Help us move. And that changed the course of my life. So it's made it a lot easier to let go of all that resentment and stuff. But I just want people to keep that in mind when they they think about what the damage really is. Every person in their own individual life has had this change presented before them. And also, you know, for me, my first thought in my mind was, well, I recognize that they're going to be forcing a lot of change on people. So I thought that I was going to make the changes I could in my life while I could before we won't have that opportunity anymore, which is quickly. Beth, I hear you guys talk about Canada. You're living it. And it just torments me. I wish I could assemble a team and go up there and do some um, some. Um, <laughs> evacuations or something to extradite you guys out of there because it's just it's horrible i know i know private jet i have a girlfriend that uh got out just underneath the wire before you needed the passport to get on any plane here never mind the international ones and uh she just faked the pcr and off she went and and she's gonna stay forever like but i can't do it i'm not gonna leave my kid on this continent, right? Like it's not on this continent or even in this country or in away from, I'm I'm not going to be far. I'm in the process now, just, just about to decide to build a, a teeny home, literally, you know, 30 foot. Yeah. I found some guys to, to build just three brothers who built their own homes. We went and saw them. They're very solid structures, warm. And, uh, I know people that have gotten out of Canada 
on planes with religious exemptions. Oh yeah. It's the terrible. Only, the only, the only problem with applying for any kind of exemption that they have is that, uh, like I've heard personally, I've heard oh, all rejections either. You just carry the, you just carry the document and know your rights. Right. And maybe it has to do with the energy you bring to the dynamic since. Well, I kind of feel like if anybody needs to file for an exemption, it's them with me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so right. Yeah, no, and that's right on chance because you, you, you don't apply for any of their stuff because that they, you know, they can just do whatever they want that day. And it does matter, like, you know, who you are, who you are being, the energy you carry, who you run across in, in that energy. Yeah, because uh, they're just, they're human beings, even if they're kind of, you know, brainwashed and sheeple, but also they're like, they would probably rather have a nice interaction than not most human beings. And also there's this trusting God part, in my opinion, too, where you like know that if you're doing the right or doing something that's right, and it is your right, then, uh, you know, you're not taking that fear to the situation. And, and then just like any animal, human beings are animals, technically, at least the ones that don't exercise the higher mind, you could say, and they will either react to the loving energy you bring or freak out if you're all nervous and fearful. So just like if they're literally the dogs of the state, then you just act the way you would around dogs, a big dog and stay calm, <laughs> stay cool and see how that gets you through. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Can I share a court story? Do it. So when I returned home from California, you know, it, um, <laughs> they were looking for me up here in Missouri. But I was in California, and they said, if, as long as I stayed in California, everything was fine. But there was a time where they were kicking in doors looking for me, mostly just because they knew who they was in St. Louis County Police Department. Finally, people saw them for who they were. I was dealing with them for a long time. Anyhow, so I come home, and... What I was, the discipline that we were taught was cleaning up the wreckage of our past. Trust God, clean house. So I had returned home to turn myself into jail, which I did. And I had a really good lawyer. He was a, a you know, pro bono guy. He heard my story. He uh, was also a former mayor. He's an attorney. Um, but also he fell into the opiate addiction through a uh, prescription oh. and lost faith. But his recovery was based on helping guys like me. So we made the arrangements and all that stuff. And uh, a few months later, I finally got to turn myself in. It was really awesome because I got to sit in jail sober in recovery. And like I said before, I was with my people, you know, like put me in jail. Fine. I'll sit there and I'll hang out and I'll help these guys go through these tough times, sitting in the drunk tank, get my book and released. And then eventually it came the day. Um, what I was looking at was seven to 14 years for possession of controlled substance and stuff like that. They dropped a lot of the charges, which brought it down, I think, seven years. So my attorney, he told me, he's like, Aaron, he goes, you know, it's crazy. You don't understand how tragic it is. Like, I've never seen a guy like you come home and turn himself into jail. I generally do this while the per individual stays in that state and they never come home to be back with their family or anything like that. It, it, it's so tragic. And he's like, but... Here's the, here's, there's no good news. You're going to probably do seven years in jail. <laughs> well, good time, whatever, maybe it'll be three. And I clean up my wreckage. So I'm in court and beings, I had an attorney. What they do is they'll roll in all the guys from jail. They're all in their little orange jumpsuits. They're shackled like animals and they're brought all up against the wall. So I got my family there. 
you know, we're not happy that this is going on, but it's what we do. And everyone understood that and get some closure in our lives and move on, you know, with the recovery. So I'm sitting in there and, and for me at that time, it was um, the serenity prayer. I will not mind be done as much as I can think and all that stuff because I am freaking out. You know, I'm like, I know I'm be, being separated from your family. That's an, that's an alcoholic or addict, or at least my past life was that was constant. It sucked, you know, and here it was one more time. And I was hoping it'd be the last time separation from my family. So that's what I was thinking about. So I'm looking around the room and they have to go through each person as they read the charges and all that stuff. And I had noticed that not a single damn one of them understood what the hell was going on. They were all addicts, all of them. There's probably like 50 people in that courtroom. Not a single one of them understood what they were doing there. They didn't understand what their charges were. They just wanted to go back to their cell and they were defeated. And I got out of myself for a moment and I thought, oh my God, how blessed am I to be here? I can't even believe I'm here. And then they call my name up to the uh, the judge. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, here we go. And I had done this so many times. I've been doing this since I was a teenager. And to me, for the first time, it felt so childish. It felt so like, wait, I didn't come up here for you to ask me if I'm guilty of these charges. No, that's not how this is going to go. He went around and he goes, and he looks at my attorney. He's like, do you understand the charges that have been read to you? And, and I go, yeah. And I raise my hand. I say, I state my name. I'm here to be accountable and responsible for all my actions today. And I put my hand down. And the judge went, what? The bailiff goes, huh? My attorney goes, mm-hmm. It didn't matter about the charges. It didn't matter about any of that stuff. For the first time in my life, I got to stand up in front of a judge and all this stuff and said, hey, this is what I've been trying to do since I was 13. If you guys can't figure that out, I'm not guilty of anything. I'm just here to be accountable and responsible, and I've made the changes. So what they determined was, because they give you a court packet at the recovery house, it showed where I was all the time, showed what I was doing, and what they determined, which shocked my attorney, blew me away. But the truth was the jails were so jam-packed with heroin addicts and everything, they didn't really have any room for me. And what they said was, Aaron, we think it would be better for you to stay out here, continue doing your recovery work and all that stuff. Wow. That's a spiritual experience. Amazing. Amazing. Take that and teach all my guys. And I tell you, these guys would come out of court and they're like, oh my God, I got my hand up and I did what I didn't think I was going to do. And I said I was going to be accountable, responsible for all my actions today. So I started seeing some change in the courtrooms there too, because I used to go to court with my guys all the time. And it really did help, but it was more about just getting the person because they're terrified. The whole an addict lives in fear constantly, and that's that's their downfall every time. So, being in a supportive role for someone, you're not really telling them what to do. You're showing them that I did this, you can do it. Now get out there, and the court started noticing that they did because they were having a problem. Mobile morgues, all this and that. Right. So. When wow. it comes to the, the court issue and all that stuff, that's what I mean. I've, I've, I've been aware of it, the sovereign movement and all that stuff. But honestly, why am I filling out your fucking paperwork? Fill out mine. Yeah. Because I've been through the system for so long, and you guys damn well know this is only about money. It's, it's commercial and all that stuff. Yeah. And if you're going to be the kind of person who wants to drag me to jail over something stupid, I'm probably going to laugh at you the whole time, and I'm not afraid because – 
God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? He does. That's amazing. You're totally going to have to come on and if you're, if you're up to it, talk about your experience, Nick, because that's just priceless. It's kind of weird for me. It's like, guys, I was going on 10 years ago once. It feels like Laurel's past accomplishments. Yeah. But it's up to you know, you. a lot of people, I would like to, especially when it comes to so many people right now, they're getting in trouble. The suicide rates are up. It, I don't even want to go there. Yeah. But it's basically, it boils down to just um, having someone to talk to, someone who knows how to listen, and somebody mm-hmm. who, if they do give you some kind of suggestion on what you should do, it's somebody who's actually done it themselves. And yeah. if they haven't, they'll help you find someone who has. Right. And someone who's not afraid of it. Like you said, that's such a, a huge factor, right? Yeah. That uh, they'll smell your fear. And, There's SP. I just got real spidery up in here. Greetings. Oh. Salutations. You say show your feedback. feedback, feedback, feedback. feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a little feedback on somebody. It's probably me. I'm out walking in the desert, desert, looking at the stars right right now. Bring you all with you. You can't see it because the little camera sucks. But it's cool out here, guys. Just trust me. Definitely believe you. Yeah, so if it's echoey, I can't hear it. So people have to tell me so that we can rectify that. Because for some reason, as host, I can't hear when it gets Oh, really? Echoey. Yeah, it's yeah, totally, it's totally echoing, echoing from, from Gordy's. Gordy's. Okay, we're going to mute you, Gordy. You can try to reconnect or, you know, it's just good to see you and say hi, but enjoy your walk, whatever works. And and also, hello, SB. Okay, am I getting here? I am. Are we all set now? <laughs> is it all good now? Test one, Test two. one two. No, I'm yeah. still good. Right. Re- reconnect, like reconnect, Sean. That ought to be one thing. thing. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> It's a weird quirk to Streamyard. That I'll bounce. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll be right back. Good. Yeah, it's a weird quirk of StreamYard that only happens when I'm doing Vibrant. <laughs> like other shows, it doesn't happen. I guess because I don't take call-ins. That must be why. Still... The other day when I... Oh, it's still a little strange echo. It's huh. weird it wasn't there before. But uh, yeah, no, it's still there, Snake. Interesting. So yeah, I'll stop talking now. Weird. You reconnect too then, Aaron. Producer stuff. Do I have Do to I reconnect? I don't think so. <laughs> I I mean, you were fine. I was good. I was good. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's, yeah, still, it's there. still there. I don't know because I've got the mic and oh, there that worked. Whatever. It's gone now. Was. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, I have no idea why it's, why that happens. <laughs> yeah, when I interviewed Alphonse the other day, every single time I muted because I like to mute before I type or you know do something every single time i muted it would completely garble his audio and the only ever time the other time that that's happened is the last time months and months ago i had alphonse on right there's literally no connection between my mute button and his mic okay we'll try this again with with all four of us uh no, darn it. It's still echo. Yeah, darn okay. it. That sucks. Weird one. And you, you hear me or not? Yes. Actually, that worked itself out. 
Must not be able to hear me. Yes, no, we I can. hear you, Sean. Yeah, we can hear you. Look at us. <laughs> We're gonna get everybody in at once. Oh my god. Hey guys. Hey, I think the sound out? is working perfectly now. Yeah. All right. Much better. Just took another extra try. There you go. Yeah, I want to. I wanted Sean to call in because I knew you guys knew each other, and he's done your course, and that would be cool because we can, like, you know, do a organic advertisement <laughs> in a sense, not advertisement endorsement. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you kindly. Coaching I love that. Amazing, Sean's awesome. Amazing thing. What's that, Aaron? Being the role of a coach is an amazing thing. Because somebody will mention it to you. You should, you should try this. And you're like, no, not me. What do I know? And you got amazing people like Beth who can encourage you to step up in that role and get the experience of actually transmitting your life experience into wisdom for another individual. You it's said it's like, it's nature's way as far as I'm concerned, right? Like that's, we, we can't do anything great without someone in our life to tell us. Because you might know you can do something great, but all of a sudden you get into the thick of it and you hit your first obstacle or you hit your 25th obstacle and you're like, no, no, this isn't meant to be. And But somebody in your life can go like, keep going. You're yeah. on track, right? When I'm birthing my baby, I'm screaming. And I'm like, is this okay? Is everything all right over here? I don't know about that, but I've seen it. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're <laughs> like, no, no, keep going. It's perfect. I'm like, oh, perfect. Okay, good, perfect. You know, what I like... Uh, I like divination for the coaching strategy. You are because, coach, Chance. Yeah, but the, with divination co style coaching, I, like I don't have to uh, have a plan of what to say. Like the <laughs> universe gives me the answers. <laughs> Just interpret. It's great. Well, that's that's what the coaching is. It's intuition. You're following oh. your intuition. You you've got enough experience where you're you're making these decisions. It's a flow state. Flow you're state. making these these calls and these decisions and. You know, the person you're working with is probably thinks that you know what you're doing most of the time. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're just like trying to. Yeah. It's just it's my purpose, but also I have no idea what I'm doing. Ace of Wands, the fool. There you go. Actually, it's, just with no, it's just with no interloper. That's the only difference. Right. It doesn't, it's just with no interloper. Yeah. I was, I was thinking this through, right? Because, like, why does the Bible say that divination is, is like of evil, of sin, right? You go into yeah the book, and it's the book of Enoch that says how it was brought down by the fallen angels, that all of those dark arts. Yeah, all it's ever done in my life is help me or help other people in big ways. Mm -hmm, but maybe mm -hmm, it has exactly. to do with the, see the difference is though maybe divination has multiple meanings. I mean by divination tapping into source or spirit, and getting messages from source. Other form of divination might be like fortune telling where yeah, oh, this card means that your wife will die or something. And look, I just drew the death card. I didn't know what card I was going to draw. That's, that's what I mean. Way, that's that's divination always... is I said death and this card just fell out of the deck. Like that's wow. just the wink and the nod from source that or universe that, yeah, what I'm saying is accurate. <laughs> I don't tell people their fortune. I tell people the possibilities that are open and available to them if they get in alignment with life. Boom. Nice. That's so beautiful. I'm not giving them any restrictions or fear-based thing. It's all love yeah. and encouragement. Amazing. And I also heard one really great distinctions helped me so much. And it's like the, the underlying purpose, are you doing it to glorify 
what, right? Is it, does, does the glory come to God or does the glory come to you or your method or, or right? Like that, that if it's, if it's truly uh, to prove God, then you are on the right track. Yeah. And when stuff like, when I say the word dead and then I pull the death card, that's glorifying God in my opinion, because I can't control that. That's there working through me. Sean, though, what, what's up, dude? We, I think hey, we Sean. can hear you. So good to see you. Can you guys hear me now? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So I just switched over to my phone. So if uh, I look or sound different, that's why. You look but, um, handsome. I've, well, thank okay. you. Yeah, I always, I, I always love uh, your – you have a consistent style but different every time, Shane. So, you know, you don't ever look like not – don't ever look not yourself. Like my look. Well, all of it, but I'm talking about your personal physical style. You have a consistent physical style, but always completely different. Like it might be the hair up with the headband thing. It might be like a more of a fresh shirt with sleeves or a collar. It might be sunglasses. It might be literally, uh, you're the only guy I've seen that might have more hats than me, which is impossible. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I do have a really fun hat ready for the flow state, though, that no one has seen yet. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Do you see? I completely forgot. We booked with uh okay so uh, big news in our lives we just got a brand new pug puppy and uh and we already have two pugs we have an old man pug who's 16 and we've got a young pug who's uh, about three and a half and he's my best buddy in the world and um he's been totally down in the mouth since we got the baby dog he's just oh. like what are you guys doing like, oh. you're, screw you're screwing up a good thing bringing this little kid around you know oh. and really it's for him like he's not fixed like in 18 months he'll be perfectly happy to have this dog around let me tell you but um <clears throat> he's gonna be stoked that she's here uh but can um we see can you show us the little baby the baby yeah, i can grab her yeah sure she can make, okay. she can make her first make her first live appearance <laughs> Yeah, you. Oh, you know you're being requested. Come on. Yeah, I, I really on. want to see Sean, but uh, but uh, here's that Marty. Baby Marty just popped in and said, "Divination: the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown there by is. supernatural means." Yeah. So what I would do is I wouldn't call go. it divination if that's the definition. At least the way I do it, I'm just there to find synchronistic messages from spirit that like help somebody get a down like a, a message from themselves to see themselves more clearly <laughs> and where they're at in life more clearly and then what their possibilities are. So definitely not trying to uh, really give them knowledge of the future. Is that you right there? There you are. Oh, <laughs> little sweetie. Look at the face. Wow. so cute. It's a strange thing. We had her, it's probably the fourth day and we really oh. haven't been able to settle on a name until just a uh, day before yesterday. But oh. um, so we, we started uh, with, Nora, and then um, I asked a friend what uh, sister means in Romanian, and she said Sora. So we've been calling her Sora Nora Pugo. Oh. And then uh, she bites and bites because she's teething. So my lady's been calling her Anna the Piranha. So I think I Anna might big, stick. So show her again. I made you all big. <laughs> there she is. Dude, oh. don't do that. Do oh. not. Little baby. Okay. Oh, Gosh, so sweet. Sean. Do oh, not so sweet. Name your dog after a biting animal. Uh, like oh. a monster. No, I know. I've, I've got. <laughs> so the funny thing is, the reason that I was, uh, I totally forgot this was happening. Come on, Baha, you want to be shown to? I know, Mister Mister Jealous and life's changing. So this is the man right here. This is, a, <laughs> this is our main guy right here. Yeah, you feel better now? Yeah. Okay. 
This is my buddy. Wait, I gotta give him the big screen too. Okay, hold on, Nicole. We gotta come back. He's got the limelight. This is Baja. Yeah, your first appearance on the internet. Okay, here. Yes. So cute. You're a pretty boy. Okay, you guys. We'll have an all pug show someday. Go ahead. Lee's got the treats. She'll give them to you. Lee's got them. Come on. The the divination actually being. Kind of the same thing, and you and I have talked about this. We hope these guys out for me. Is uh, what the fuck? Just oh, can you guys hear me? Oh, I just fell off. The <laughs> I'm gonna mute Sean real quick. We can only on. start to hear you, Cordy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. So, but we, Chance and I have talked about this quite a bit. Is connecting a spirit is also connecting to those healing energies that you can really, really use it. And I, we've been kind of toying with uh, these ideas of, you know, that we're going to become the new holistic center of the universe, I think is going to be true. Because I changed myself. I lost 90 pounds, got off 22 different medications, and cured myself of all sorts of of, uh, brain symptoms, nervous symptoms, Mm -hmm. brain tumor that uh, I'm done with. I'm completely Amazing. done with the uh, medical system, <laughs> which is why I'm walking the desert. In the middle of the night. Hallelujah. Wow. That's incredible, Gordy. Well done. Gordy can back up the whole orgone donor story too that I was getting into earlier because he's mm-hmm. witnessing the desert transform in a year. He's there. Yeah. Yep, it's That's happening all over the place. Summer. And how long have you been there, Gordy? How long have you been in Arizona? So I was born in Tucson, but I moved all around as a kid, but ended up back here in the 80s, moved around a little bit more, and then ended back in Tucson and kind of outskirts of Tucson in like early 90s. And then uh, just so kind of trying to stay on the rural outskirts of, of the madness all right but so you've been there your whole life so you really have a huge long history of understanding because i've been to arizona plenty of times and it is a completely acrid desert man it's like uh all the times i've ever been there i used to tease people that it's like uh, los angeles you know going to phoenix um especially phoenix tempe is like going to los angeles without the ocean if you can only imagine los angeles without the ocean you know, I mean, and so to me, it's a, a huge miracle that it's experiencing this like rebirth in the desert. I mean, it's it's unheard of, you know. Yeah, I don't I've, know if they caught uh, Mitch's interview on um, false reality check, which is really good. Really good interview. He said something. Yeah. He said desertification. Deserts aren't natural. They're not supposed right. to be deserts. So if there wherever there's a desert. Something needs to be fixed. Well, think well, about right. it this so here's way. The thing, if- what I would say about that, just to, to interject, and Snake, also I noticed you changed your name to Tyrant Scalper. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So I think it's self-evident that nature is a self-repairing, self-ordering, beautiful, you know, it's, it's evident that that's what nature does. Your body does it. That's what holistic health is about, is just getting things out of the way and adding the constituent elements necessary so it can 
it heals itself. Nature, your body is nature. So nature heals itself. And yeah, desert is, a, there's something up with the life force energy there that is not, it, it's blocked from doing its natural repair job, in my opinion. Yeah, well, if you look at, at uh, pictures from Tucson from the 30s, 20s and 30s, it, it was, we had steamboats running up and down our rivers. We had such, so much water in the Tucson area. But after uh, LA took all the water, LA and Phoenix like converted all the water to, to uh, California, we got screwed with the uh, Colorado and it's never been the same. New York City did that too. They take all the water from the watersheds. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's another meaning of the word dam? What is it? You're damning nature? Are you damning yourself yeah. since you're nature? Yeah. I mean, if something's damned, it's damned. The, it the word holds the similar is. value either way. I mean, you know. Man, when we got up on Cokia so, Mounds, that's exact. Once, once that was introduced, when Mitch introduced that uh, ether damming into my lexicon, which I've never had before. I don't things. fully know what that is. So I would be curious to know. It's what me and Ellis experienced on Kokia Mounds. You could feel the, it was like a release. I saw the video of that. It was a release. It was intense. And it, it that's what it was. Like, I think, I think it was Ellis because he's a, a Gemini and he's mercurial. And he, and maybe my Leo energy. Can you give a little more description though of the, like ether damming? I'm curious exactly what you would, how you would describe that. Uh, Cause I've seen that video, but probably not everyone has. Well, again, since it was just introduced to me, um, working with um, Mitch and the orgone he gave me in some conversations, I was like, okay, what is this? So I guess we would go, my, my cosmology right now is on the uh, Odin, Billy Vay and the Etz and, and how you have your ether all the way down to your crystalline. So it's the snake eating its tail. There's a flow there, right? There's a flow. So I'm thinking, what's the flow? What's the ether doing? What's the crystalline doing? You know, you get your dense and you got your your um, etheric, you know, light, airy, whatever. So if you're in, if you've ever been to St. Louis, Cokia Mounds is in East St. Louis. You cross the river in Mississippi, you we don't go there. We hate it. Yeah. You go into there and you just feel it. You're like, oh bad vibes. This? Yeah, bad vibes. Shout out Mitch. He's actually in the Rockfin chat right now. Hi, Mitch. What's up, Mitch? He says, the forecast around the valley is showing rain and snow over the next 10 days. (laughs) So they're damming all the way. And that's talking about Arizona. So rain and snow still happening all year. How far past the uh, the record amount of precipitation for a year have you gone at this point, I wonder? Yeah, Mitch would probably know that. Um, Whose record, though? Beth, if if you don't haven't heard that story that I've shared a couple times about my owls that I'm really close to, well, this last year they built a 5G tower right near my uh, my owl tree, where this family of owls has uh, has allowed me to witness and be close to them for two generations of, of babies. Hmm. So uh, they're pretty special to me. Because it's my meditation tree, and they're the ones that got me continuing to meditate out there 
with them. And then all of a sudden they built that tower and they disappeared. They didn't have babies that year and they disappeared for about nine months. So I got Mitch's earth pipes gifted that tower on a Friday. That next Monday, they were back. Amazing. Wow. So I, don't, I mean, that's anecdotal evidence, but it's, it's, it's all anecdotal evidence. You just, people should try for themselves and see how that works try out for yourself. Well, exactly. I want to, I want to chime in on the anecdotal thing anyway. You know, anecdotal evidence is the only real evidence we have of anything. And uh, the it's idea that we're all supposed to do. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. If we do an actual proper study that we can all look at and agree that everything is okay with it, then there's a lot of value in that. But the honesty that should be in most studies is absolutely maligned by the money behind it or the intentions of the people behind it. And we decide right now to do an experiment where we all um, agree on what the outcome is going to be, then it's not really an experiment. We're really practicing some kind of weird will magic at that point. The anecdotal evidence is if you wake up tomorrow and it feels different, it feels different. If you can't explain it, okay, but the evidence is still there, you know, that something's different and you should trust it, you know. I used to say, you know, the when I first really came to terms with becoming a flat earth guy after three years of study, it's like, okay, so what's the main takeaway? The main takeaway for me was that uh, most people are in a mindset to defer to authority other than themselves and reconsidering Bingo. reconsidering cosmology and all the other things that comes with that puts you in a position to decide if you can choose to trust your five or more senses more than you trust the authority of other people or entities or whatever it is. And for me, the answer mm -hmm. was yes, because like I, you know, I haven't seen evidence of curvature. I haven't seen evidence of a lot of things that I would need to see that encourage me that this whole flying water ball merry-go-round concept works you know <laughs> but but i've seen void <laughs> yeah well i've taken lots of airplane rides you know and i have observed a lot of uh amateur hot air balloon footage that's corrected for the lens curvature of the lens and shit looks flat as fuck you know i mean it's flat as fuck you know? so <laughs> i don't know what people you know and if they if, i think most people they just have either an insecurity or a pride about them and i'm not even saying that that's conscious not saying people are consciously being prideful, but the idea yeah. to undermine the foundation of everything that you have as a reference point touchstone is not easy. It's hard. And if you're not there yet, then you're going to, you're going to have a natural defense. You're going to have boundaries there that your subconscious believes are there to protect you. Well, it's not easy. To, it's not easy to let that shit go. You know, how's, how's this for a principle? Because I'm going back to when I got initiated 12 years ago, and thank God for these brilliant men. They didn't say, this is God. They said, a God of your own understanding. And right. led me to this principle of, let God be God and he'll let you be you. And hmm. what's going on there is, the world is a mysterious, beautiful place on the outside and even more so in the inside. And my, my relationship with my higher power, I mean, I went looking for Jesus and found Odin on Murder Mountain. You know, it didn't fuck me up, but I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> it even goes back. That's to a the, great uh, line. Gotta or put that movie. in a song or something. That's awesome. It's, it's the same guy. That's the T-shirt. The Thoth uh, speaker character even says this in his teaching, which is basically Hermes, which is basically Odin, which is, you know, it's all the same energy of like the Tao in speaking through 
the this logos that we have as scripture and yeah in the emerald tablets the being i was listening to an audiobook version of this tonight the being actually says or thought actually says that the path for each conscious being will be different if it's a true path awesome yeah see i didn't know that and I like to carry that message. Like I, when I share my experiences and stuff, they're uniquely qualified to me, but that hero's journey, that, that structure that you presented, Beth, you changed my whole life because I was losing myself in these movies. I thought I was, I thought I, I lived, they lived, I lived fight club. I lived all this stuff. But what I lived was the hero's journey because it's incorporated into these stories. Just one and, or two stories and they keep getting retold as if they're brand new. And I adopted the archetypes in the film and I took them and they empowered me in these key moments in my life. You know, like my son's upstairs watching Cold Mountain and it's that character Inman in that book that I just, I latched onto and he got me home to my family again. You know, I just knew there was, so, right. Brilliant. We don't need, I don't need to know everything. I like to leave a lot to mystery. And I like to say, restore the mystery, you know, it's just mystery like, is my story, dude. Mystery, my story. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's what it is, dude. The great mystery is your great story. Love and it. If, you're, yeah. if you're helping somebody and they're when they're getting kicked on, let's just say you see them. The game is trying to get somebody initiated into their hero's journey. You're just encouraging them to accept the, the call. Let's say that and you share your story. Right. You did. Yeah. Or but, to stay on the call. One or the other. To yeah. Accept oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even that they have to accept it, but there is a call. Yes. You know, when you you're accept being, the dog, you might be being called, right? <laughs> I, I say so this it's all up the time, to you but... to say yes or no, because I, I I like to say yes, no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it, right? Because it, it's you can't really encourage someone to get on their hero's journey. That's going to have to be their choice, but to to that they are aware, and then they are consciously uh, refusing or accepting that would be yeah, what they exactly. can do with it yeah and sometimes refusing the call is absolutely necessary step it's written you know? in right in there yeah yeah exactly and what is dogma backwards um <laughs> god <laughs> and god yeah like they take the god within and invert it and give it to you as dogma yeah. Oh, and don't forget, uh, if you say uh, Jesus, uh, pronounce it in the Spanish way and just think a little bit. It's he's us. He's, he's us. us. <laughs> someone go. someone pulled out the je suis, very close to je suis also. Yeah. I am. That's so good. That's oh, so that's good. good. You guys are on it. And then that's that's actually yeah. a Latin name, right? Like that's another thing that it's pretty uh it's pretty taken out of, right? But the Latin is not is not the origin by any stretch of the imagination. Right? That's much more of a controller's word. Is Latin natal? Natal? I don't know how. I'm, it's it's Gabriel. He does that to me now. I'm always trying to arrange words. And get <laughs> Speaking of Gabriel, we <laughs> have... got, got us all doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were already doing it. He that. just made it more okay. Yeah. There's good, there's good yeah, stuff in right. there. Like, exactly. I, I dare people to put into the anagram generator the word pasteurized. That's a really wild one that I found the other day. There's so much crazy anagrams for that. But speaking of Gabriel, I have a few things to say here. First of all, I'd love to see him come on your channel, Beth, for an interview. Slick Ooh. Dissident is his YouTube channel. 
he is right. really well versed in law, but on the spiritual side, and then just mm -hmm. absolutely knowledgeable about all things uh, occult in a way that empowers you to see the magic and the interconnectivity of the creator's creation and handiwork. Mm -hmm. He's the man. Secondly, nice. he actually gave us a voicemail a while back, but I've been sitting on it. <laughs> and it's gonna, Alan's on it. It's gonna go back to this dismurphy code that we talked about at the beginning. Uh, this frig Phrygian cap. Now we showed Alan's it forensics of the Phrygian cap that showed Papa Smurf. Also, it was on the Senate symbol, right? That's the you could call it the Liberty cap because in uh, let's see, it was Beautiful. in the Mithraism, I believe. The Phrygian cap was actually called Liberia actually so it could symbolize a freed slave it was the supreme mark of initiation of freemasonry now i will say this is just a christmasy hat i'm not a, an, an initiate in any order but the liberty cap and christmas has another connection in the sense that a liberty cap is a type of psilocybin mushroom which was crucial for the initiation into the mysteries like the eleusinian mysteries and i First think that's I what took. yeah that was the first kind you ever took was the Liberty Caps? Liberty Caps are very popular in uh, Southeast Washington, Northeast Oregon. Um, you know, you can get a lot of Cubenzas too, but uh, Liberty Caps were prevalent, you know. That was the most most popular ones. Around here, it's a lot of that penis envy, which is just like, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what we have too, yeah. Tough yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, okay, so he gave us about two minutes of a voicemail. He was in the car. So what's like maybe close to three. He was in the car. If this is like too harsh to listen to, people can let me know and we'll sit on it. But I, cause there may be some road noise, but uh, I want to hear what he has to say about this Liberty cap for being cap. Uh, Christmas connection to the, the Holy mushroom. And we'll see where it goes. I mean, even like the Vatican white and red robes connects to the Amanita muscaria and psychedelic mushroom. So I want to play Gabe's voicemail. We're close to wrapping up the show, but we're going to come right back on with a flow state. It's sort of like, think of it like an intermission. We are going to take a pause, refresh ourselves, and then come back and get into the art flow. So here's our voicemail from our illustrious Gabriel, messenger of God, slick dissident. Let me, I'm going to put this on screen so we can see how far we are into the voicemail. Okay, hit and play. First of all, hello, Beth. I love your work. I love everything you do. It's great to have you on the show tonight. I'm excited to hear you guys vibe and rant. Uh, but I'm on the road, so I can't join in too much tonight. Uh, but I do have a story that relates to the psilocybin mushroom. And it is definitely what they were indicating in the original matrix when they offered a red pill or a blue pill those are the two types of mushrooms there's the psilocybin and the animosquita and i'm actually now that i think about it it's the animosquita that's the red one i believe but either way those are the two types of mushroom and the knights templar would uh, offer a communion to the neophyte and as the effects of the tea were setting in the neophyte would be convinced that they were a chosen one and from there they would be implored into a 
uh, mission, a high-risk endeavor. And as the uh, effects of the mushroom were setting in and the thrall was coming into full effect, there would be crisis actors along the way. And the neophyte would be quite convinced very easily of their superpowers and that the, the grace of God was with them and that they were the chosen ones. And anybody who's uh, had that tea knows exactly the feeling I'm talking about. <laughs> and so there was uh, quite a compelling uh, psychodrama that would play out for the neophyte and they would be essentially uh, hooked and obligated to come back to more uh, for the source. And so anybody who knows what those mushrooms look like, they know that they look a lot like MAGA caps. And anybody who knows about January 6th knows that a whole lot of people got initiated into some high tomfoolery thinking that they were the chosen ones by the grace of God Anon or whatever. <laughs> so that's my rant. Much love y'all. Peace. Hey. Makes me think too about how uh, God Emperor Trump told everyone all year to get their cow pokes and even went on some show. I can't remember. I just saw clips of it where he was like, yeah, I'm triple retarded. I've got it all. Boosters and everything. So, probably a lot of melting down, uh, people melting down over that right now. Oh, you see it on Twitter all the time because I still I follow a lot of people. <laughs> is the meltdown happening pretty bad? Oh yeah, well, this the cognitive dissonance is breaking apart. Hey, welcome to the call, just or Jonathan. What's up? Hello, nice to you. We got I finally figured it out, dog. What's that? I'm figuring out how to get this thing fired up. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, it's funny you guys were talking about these topics tonight. I was watching uh, uh, a convention some man was talking about with uh, the, a soul trap, near-death experience, and how <laughs> ghosts and spirits are people stuck in the worldly realm. And uh, that uh, if you, you know, at death think of yourself as a victim, then you're going to continue that cycle. You know, and uh, that authority, the true authority is is you and your spirit and the collective, not not the authority of some guru or some archetype that's supposed to guide you. You know, uh, I don't know. It was just a concept of thinking that was different than what I was used to. So, Johnny, you did a lot of healing, man. I think you're the champion. Yeah, I, I ain't done yet. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. John, Jonathan really inspired me because. Uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of guys, but, you know, you work with somebody and you know the challenges they face that they've overcome. And when you're like, I don't know how they're going to do that. John is one of the guys you watch uh, going to nature. And, and he's the first vibrant guy. Have you ever seen his vibration videos, Chance? No, no I'm, John's new to me. Yeah. He's a, yeah. So he, he turned me on with that. Release. I'm a Sagittarius, so it's always with fire and weapons and music. Fire signs. So he healed with art and nature, and and uh, he's been really good about being a voice out there where no one else is. You know, Jonathan's message is uh, don't be an NWO pet. You're expendable. You're just a member to them. 
Uh, don't buy into that stuff. And it's such a hard message to carry to these young guys these days. And with my own son and daughter and, and them, you know, Jonathan was, was saying things that I didn't know how to say to my own children. And because of him, you know, my son's not, didn't join the, the military. Good job. Except for this kid. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so nice to see you. Did, I, did you get all those chocolates or did you eat them all? The chocolates. Okay. Say all of the Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, pervitin in it, Not, so it's, it's cool. <laughs> pervitin is a, uh, it's Nazi meth, right? Yeah, they yeah, put it in those chocolates. It's the chocolates. They're made in uh, Finland from Veruskalika. It's a Finnish surplus store, and they make f caffeine in them instead. But they're okay. just World War II German chocolates they got in your European chocolates. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be allowed to eat it. No. <laughs> I, you know what? I got a picture of Alice on here. I'll show you all real quick while, while he's hanging out with Johnny. When I was on 10, I was on amphetamines. Thank you uh, to the public school system and Dr. Banton. Wow. Oh. Doctor. Darn it. Well, I didn't know it at the time. I'd sit For sure. And I'd be like this. I'd be like... And I'd skip. I wouldn't eat lunch. I'd just sit there and I'd be like, and for the first time in my life, I became like extremely self-conscious of the way I looked. Whereas before, I was a yes. yeah. Remember, yes. nice. So sucks. Hang. He hung out with me. Wanted to try out my gear for a little bit. Love <laughs> <Aww>. it. <laughs> He got to see yep. Heat for the first time, so he likes bank robbers now. I said, good. At least you ain't the police or military. It's a step up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first turning. I did not do this. This is this boy's natural. You know, when I was a little boy, I was interested in all those things, too. It's, I just think it's funny. You know, we're born into this world, and we do know our purpose. Yeah. And the game is not to... Mama always said that I was going to be a preacher when I grew up. Ooh. Preach, brother. Preach. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is a flock, isn't it? You are bringing a flock. Bye, Alice. I love your videos, by the way. I just wanted to tell you. Did you hear that? that? That's why you're not I like our community because it feels like because there's not a central figurehead in our Your videos are awesome, Ellis. You're welcome. I think so too. Oh, good. <laughs> we've, all, we've, all, we've all got our own tiny little cults and we mingle them all together without any judgment. And it's great. Exactly. It's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's That's it. We all have our own we little got a church. Lot of crossover in our, our cult followings there, Beth. I know. Why is I know. it we bring people together? in so separate ways with this internet, but not interpersonal with, with people that are close to you. We're doing it here in Manitoba. You know, it was yeah, actually when I, when I met you snake and I was dri driving home from New York yep. and I was so sad I'm crying my eyes out thinking I left my family behind and I'll never see you again. <laughs> and uh, cause you know, the world was going to hell and, and then I just came to, I shook my head and I slapped my own face. I went, Beth, you're going to go home and create this in your, on your land where your people are. And I did. That up. That's that. I, I, I always a proximity of fellowship, like YouTube and all that stuff. Guys, I'm, I'm the one who went and met Jonathan or Jonathan met me or Gabe came and visited every chance. Dude, I always say that snake is like this nexus point and any, all the best live streams that I've ever seen in my life. You were in the chat, like 
hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I know it's lit if Consistent. you're in there. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe there's like a YouTube angel out there that just puts that video right in front of me, and I, and I go, I can tell what's authentic and what's not. Maybe I don't know. Well, that's the thing. You've been through so much yourself, and you know what's real and what's not real. You got a smart papa there, Ellis. Is he yeah. Right? Okay, good. This helmet is off. That's it's steel. Like the liner's not even helping. And it is shame our history. Like they, they, they're like, okay, well, it's history. I'm not gonna be able to learn from it or study it or get a good objective um conception of any of this if you people keep doing what you're doing, you know. And so you know, I like what there's another thing about Jonathan. Jonathan will talk about that. Both sides lost because but I wanted to show you my family crest while you're here because I really wanted you to see it. Awesome. Can we get in close, chance? There you go. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What kind of birds are those? Those are doves or pigeon. It ah. means it means pigeon in Italian, piccione. Pigeon or ah, dove? Oh wow, neat! And then so dove and dove and pigeon are the same word. And I think that's the uh, Noah's Ark and finding or a messenger of peace. I don't know. Ah Ooh. yes, the top of the mountain, and the so and moral? the uh, yeah yeah exactly because Noah would send the the dove out to see if mm -hmm. there was land. Right. Beautiful. What was your nickname in the army? Love it. Well, when I was in basic or when I was in my unit. Yeah. The Pinecone, right? Yeah, that was my nickname was Pinecone. Basically third eye is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was the guy trying to call him out for being expendable order followers and you need to get out. You're just a pet and showing him David Icke stuff in around 2010-11. So I got a few that got out of the military, luckily. But um, it's it's hard when it's, a, it's alluring and attractive to young kids. There's a fascination to it and it's dangerous. That's where it all starts. So that that's 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 why I press with Ellis about how it's not cool to be expendable. Like it's cool to collect the gear, and if you want to relive it, be a reenactor, but don't serve in the military. Bring the history back to life, right? Yeah, we picked up a few books from the thrift stores, and, and some original yeah. stuff from the Navy. You should so you should sell Ellis some World War II metal detecting, yeah. and where they dig up bones. Oh, we. Really? You yeah, know, we watch, watch that a lot. I watch History Secrets. He digs up items and stuff. And he's my dad for the metal detector. He's a professional treasure hunter, y'all. Oh yeah, sells, oh yeah. He sells metal detector gear and equipment. And uh, funny, that's what hit my head. He's really good at it too, at the actual uh, treasure finding. I'm a, I'm a natural treasure hunter. Maybe me and your dad got to get on the phone. Like I found, uh, I found a half ounce of gold one time. Um, nice. Really, I, I went to a, I went to back to a place where I saw a big concert in Walla Walla, and I found a half ounce gold coin. I found gemstones on the ground more than once. So I I've found a diamond. Maybe. Yeah, see, okay, me and Beth have both found diamonds. Mine was, was a cubic zirconium, but it was still, I mean, it's a, still, it's like a three uh, carat CZ. I took it to the jeweler and had them look at it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's real. I mean, it's not worth, you know, a three kilogram high quality diamond would have been nicer. I'd have probably sold it to him, but. <clears> so, Jonathan, what's your chat. channel, man? Well, my I, name? I think my Is name? It? Just type in my name. And say again? On YouTube? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. I was just going to subscribe. Sorry to interrupt. Right. I just hadn't yeah. never met you. Drop a link if you could. I'll see. Yeah, I just subscribed. I'll put a. I'm going to drop a few links in chat. 
Uh, first, I'm going to link my dad's website, and then I'm going to link the... Uh, oh, I see. It's this picture of the queen all beat up with her hair a mess. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's not my dad. That's John. <laughs> so no, I, got a, I, got, I got some studies for, for a, a painting and a sculpture I'm going to make uh, into fine art, and it's called uh, Elizabeth II, and it's just a great big watermelon wearing the, the crown. You know. <laughs> I don't even think she's alive anymore. To be honest with you, me, me neither. I don't think so either. Talking so, uh, about that a lot on our no, we, really, she's she's out. Yeah, Didn't she, she might be. Game? She might be more like this chance than she is like a watermelon, I'll, though. <laughs> a scaly egg, <laughs> little scaly. It's actually wild that you found those when you did. Hey, but oh, yeah, the sculpture. There's a sculpture in in Winnipeg, or they used to be until they, uh, I believe, beheaded her. But her, the, the, the sculpture of the queen, she actually has, um, what would you call them? Pincers. Bird. Not hands. Oh, really? Yes. Bizarre. Like, why would they do that? If they were trying to disguise her as human, why would they do that? Right? It was they just have, so they weird. They have to tell on themselves. I guess so. They're, re they're required to tell on themselves. Yeah, I guess that's it. All right, I'm subbing to you, John. Yeah. Oh, also, look up uh, vibrations. Type in my name and type vibrations, and all my music videos will pop up. Those are my, that's okay, my art. Cool. Make. Uh, you'll probably you'll probably like like all of them. Uh, my the hardest one for me to do was shotgun vibrations. That one was the most, but the most popular oh. one called beat vibrations. So, hey, would y'all uh, subscribe to my son's channel? Your son has a channel. The only yeah, the only problem is it changes name all the time, so now I have to figure out what it's called. Uh, he's thirteen uh, or twelve. He's about to be fifteen. His oh his, his yeah, on New Year's Day, this kid. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to do for his birthday. He he says he doesn't want to party, and then I thought, well, like, is that hard on him if I throw a surprise party after he says he doesn't want to party? I think so, eh? That's kind of rude. How about a camera for his YouTube channel? Yeah. Exactly. He has one. I've got him all that stuff. Uh -huh. I got him all that stuff, but uh, yeah. Darn it. Let me see if I can find his channel. Mm. How do you find somebody's channel? Mm, I guess uh -huh. his, name, his name won't do anything, I'm sure. Hey guys, we got to wrap up to switch to flow state. So I want everyone to, you know, anything they want to leave with everyone before we go. I mean, I'm not rushing it, you know. We'll, we should oh, no. Well, I got for, something for I can say for channel. sure. This, link uh, that. If, I'm if looking someone at links the, the, that in the private chat, I'll put that in the, the YouTube chat. So we can all Yeah, mind. and the, the way the Hollywood Squares is set up right now, Beth is directly above me, and that's accurate because she's my teacher. And if you're looking <laughs> to have transformative work happen in your life, then just give your money to Beth and sign up and actually do the work and all the little notebooks that she hands you. And, uh, you know, go into that scary place and then let go of all your shit and do it over and over again. And then you'll feel met ready to actually face the, the future and do the things that you want to do in a new empowered way. Uh, you know, I'm actually trained by her to be a coach and I don't have my offering like all squared out, but I'm still available. I'm still doing it. So, and you're an awesome coach. I, I oh, absolutely vouch for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <clears throat> I've, I not only have seen you do it, but I've seen other people or heard other people talk about the results that you help them get. So it's, uh, yeah, I always say, and thank you, by the way, I did not pay Sean to say that. And, uh, <laughs> no, it's for real. I, I, it's not a paid promotion. It's just, don't do it if you're not ready. I'll tell you that. Mm. Don't do it if you're not ready. It really is Sean only for the brave. Sense. He does. It's, yeah, yeah. There's no interlopers. It's just you and that shit, whatever, 
whatever it is. And, uh, and you have, and you can have confidence in yourself. You know, it's, it's good. It's good if you've got tools, but it's really great if you just know that God will come through you in the right uh, moments. And uh, yeah, I can't really find hey, my sun's panel yet. Find it and drop, so drop gonna, it to us in the, in the flow state or just okay, drop it to I'll us in that. one of our telegrams and we'll just I'll all keep passing it around and telling everybody to subscribe so we can run his numbers up and give him a real birthday present, right? Okay. Yeah, there okay. you go. Turns out there's a whole bunch of YouTubers with his name, but not, this, <laughs> not him. <laughs> Darn it. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for hosting tonight, Chance. It's beautiful. You're one of the all-time best hosts I've ever met. You're very that's graceful like at doing really, it. Yeah. Really? That's nice of everyone to totally. say. Totally. While we're talking, yep. I'm, uh, I'm setting up the flow stage stream right now. I'm like multitask for producer oh. mode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Beth. You're one of the all-time greatest coaches and human beings and ladies and freedom truth speakers uh, I've ever known. So uh, Thank you. you know, it takes one to know one. Very nice. Very nice. Well, maybe I will uh, just tune in. Went to, to Flow State. I'll have it ha have it on the in the background. And uh, thank you so much for hosting me tonight. I actually feel fantastic, but I'm probably going to start heading for bed. And uh, I have a full day tomorrow. I was supposed to have a guest on today, and he's like, no, no, it was tomorrow. I'm like, no, it was actually today. That's why I got <laughs> out of bed. I might have been still in bed. <laughs> like this. So I did a stream instead, and so we'll be we'll have him on tomorrow. And I have to unfortunately schedule reschedule for Ben Balderson, but that'll that'll be next week. Well, Ben's always up for a, a chat, so at least you got that's an easy one. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in too. Like I said, like uh, literally five minutes from now, assuming we stop in about a minute, we will go right back on with the uh, flow state on this channel. So if you want to keep hanging out, then you definitely got the invite. Hey, Chance, can I see something before I bounce? Oh, please. Yeah, I want everyone to get a chance. And it's good to meet you, man. Call in again. Uh, we'll yeah. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to do that. I just want to tell everybody to uh, be grateful and pray for other people. Hallelujah. You know, you, for real. Amen. And the intent Amen. has to be genuine. Don't do it to expect something in return. Do it because that, that's, that's our purpose here. You yeah, I've been Jonathan. calling prayer honoring. That's my new word for it. Yeah. I hope you Y'all be grateful. Thank you. You too. That's All great. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll great advice, guys on man. It changes your life. I, I know for a fact it changes your life when you do that. 100%. All right. See you guys on the flip, Snake Jones. Good to have you finally make your appearance on the channel officially. And <laughs> you guys are all awesome. Hey, and, what uh, episode is this? This is number 19. <laughs> 19. I didn't even do that on purpose, dog. Amazing. I didn't even do that on purpose, dog. Trip in, straight trip in. All right, I'm pushing the button. See you soon. See you guys. Love you guys. I wanted to, okay, I know that I haven't, I'm going to drop this stream in just a second, but first I wanted to link. Oh, wait, why do I need to link it? It's right on this channel. You know where you are. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. We'll see you guys on the, uh, on the flow state. Thanks, Beth. Love you. Thank you. Love you, too.